This is the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Reed. That's Jay doing the snort laugh and Blake doing the, the higher pitched laugh. Blake, stop it. <laughs> Nothing says loving. Oh, God. It's oh, like Tickle Me Elmo, dude. Oh, a few minutes ago, right before we got in this call, my wife and I were watching uh, professional arm wrestling. On oh, ESPN. you know what? They threw the gym. How fucking <laughs> nuts is that? Fucking, it was hilarious. I love the referees. They take it so fucking seriously. It's so Dude, great. yeah. These guys. Yeah, yeah. The referees do for sure. But like on this one match, these two guys... The referee would like get their hands perfect, make sure they yeah, were dude, lined up. Your wrist isn't straight. Your right. wrist isn't straight. Yeah, Come yeah, in. yeah. Right, right before he said start, the guy would rip his hand out and go, "His yeah. wrist isn't straight." Yeah. Finger under the thumb, and they had to reset like six times before they got before Robert, they actually. God. Do you know what is worse than arm wrestling? It was hilarious. It was no, fucking no, 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 awesome. No. And then the guy who was complaining, he lost in like two seconds. Robert, do you know what is more <laughs> pathetic and weird that's on ESPN than that? You'll see it sometime uh, okay. too. Professional rock, paper, scissors tournaments. <laughs> Not even joking. In between matches, they talk about strategy, and I'm like, it's a one in three chance. Like, what are you talking about? You either tie, lose, or win. Like, one in three chance. One in three chance. Like, what? It's all about the mind games, bro. It's all about the mind games. I threw rock. This time I'm going to throw paper. It's going to throw a ball. <laughs> Got him good. He's never going to see it coming. <laughs> This, one of the guys. Who you know, I heard that, that they had a Bart Simpson interview on there, and he was like, good old rock. Nothing beats that. <laughs> there's there this one guy and after he won they were uh she was i don't even remember the question but like some girl was interviewing him after he won and he he said something like uh he goes she's like so so uh what are you gonna do to, what are you gonna do now that you won he goes uh probably just go back and sit at home it's really hard being around people when you're not in, when you're not just immortal like everybody else what <laughs> what a goober dude like who says that yeah, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. The crowd ate it up, I will say. Yeah, th- those are just nuts to me. The crowd like, probably could have fit in my bedroom. Did you see uh, T.I. <laughs> was on uh, ESPN all weekend? Or not all weekend, but a lot of the weekend? Uh, I heard that they covered it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talked about the, uh, the earnings. That's, yeah, that's talking about the earnings. And that actually fun. created a pretty good conversation with a lot of people on Twitter of how uh, in esports, it's basically the top one percent are getting all of the winnings whereas in a lot of the other sports you see it spread out between a, a lot better spread yeah like better. if you're competing not, if you're even as far as the players go yeah, yeah 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 that makes sense it's more sustainable but i mean esports yeah. is, is definitely shifting that because there are that's what um twitch does for a lot of the players because they they get a team salary which is usually dick cheese it's usually nothing like they usually get nothing mm-hmm. from their from their, their uh from their teams, but they get a lot of money from Twitch. Like people are making upwards of six figures just streaming on Twitch. Like it's yeah, insane. but that's still a that's still well. A there really was people like um, people a though. few years ago. Sure. I know that uh, Hotshot GG league player, well, ex oh, league player maybe. I don't know if he's he still playing. He was the owner of CLG. He just gave up the company. Yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, wow, I didn't yeah, know he about that. Yeah, CEO to some guy that I've never even heard of. Huh, that's crazy. I'll have to look into that actually. Yeah. But there was a while there where um, CLG and TSM, it, it was both. For the people on the team, it wasn't worth it for uh, them to go to events to compete in the tournaments because yeah. they would make more money over the weekend staying at home streaming. <laughs> yep. And, dude, they make insane money because they, now they have incentives from their sponsors. So like, their sponsors will say, like, if you stream yeah. X amount hours this month, we'll give you, you know, this much. And if you stream yeah. and get this much, you know. Make sure you drink a can of Monster on stream. Whoa, 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 whoa. They don't have Monster. You guys have your Monster, right? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, those were fun back in the days. Do you remember that? We'd have to like get the players to drink Monster on stream. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the other day, all right, so my sister just discovered League of Legends. No, oh, no. The other day, <laughs> the other day she was wanting me to play with her. What? Her account, and I was playing with her and uh, one of her friends, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, oh no, this was right before she was waiting on me uh, to play because I was I I had, uh, queued up a game and I was almost done, and I was like, oh, this sucks. My whole team, like, I was on a terrible team. Like, I suck by the way, also. So like, my whole team. Yeah, was of course you do. Including we know. me. <laughs> uh, and we got killed by Baron, <laughs> and I was like. Oh, I just I sent her a text while she was waiting on me. I said, "Oh, we just, my my whole team just got killed by a bear, and this is terrible." And she was like, "She said, who's that?" And I said, "Uh, <laughs> I said it's the big serpent." And she said, "Um, like what? Where's the serpent?" I said, "In the in the river that goes down the middle of the map. In the he's in the top part. He's the big monster that's up there." And like she was like, "What?" For a second, like I was afraid she was talking about a whole different game. And then a minute later, she goes. <laughs> Oh, she goes. Oh, I haven't really explored the forest yet. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like people who play who've never played a mobile before, they think it's like this crazy in depth RPG, and like it's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she was like getting in range of the towers and like trying to kill it while being oh. shot by the tower. Oh god. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was, man. It was like a so, uh... stereotypical like do- uh, lol noob. Match. It was pretty I weird. can kind of think of some news that came out recently that's sort of related to the podcast. Do you guys? Has there been any big news that you guys know of? Just SDDQ. Stuff. I have a story yeah, got, that I want to tell. Okay, talk yeah. about news first, if you want. Okay, sure. I, I, we can do either. I mean, I'm easy. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and do news. We'll go ahead and do news. First. All right, all right. I mean, so uh, I guess we'll talk about SDDQ in a bit. The other news that I. Yeah have kind of been stuck on is the World of Warcraft expansion. Yeah, dude. It's oh, really, really? I've heard it, like, <laughs> it looks really, whoa. I heard it looks really good. It Like, not even joking. A, a lot of the stuff that's been announced for it sounds pretty damn good, actually, yeah. and that makes me mad. Like, I haven't played the game since uh, Wrath of the Lich King, so, like, seven years ago or something, and I, the Demon Hunter class looks pretty good. Um... Just a lot of the changes, they're like adding in one of the first raids or the first dungeons is going to be the Emerald Dream. It's going to be the it Emerald Nightmare. It is a Nightmare. lot of recycled content, though. That's the one thing. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that should have happened like five, seven, eight years ago. Now, again, this, game, this game's been around for cool. ten years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been around for over ten years now. Yeah, that's that's insane. And but it's like a lot of it there. seems like uh, stuff where they're adding in things that people have been asking for for a long time, and a lot of the assumptions of that, about that is that they're finally adding all this in because they lost, like, half their subscription base over they're struggling two months. Right yeah, they... Robert, Quote, struggling. Sure. Well, they're at 5.6 million, and Final Fantasy XIV's at 5 million. Like, they're... they're wow, the, I hadn't heard of 14's numbers. Yeah, they're, awesome. they're about to be dethroned from what I've heard, so I think they're they're starting to realize, like, oh, shit, we gotta do something. <laughs> mm-hmm. The first time ever we have some pressure, boys. <laughs> God, wow! Have, I didn't know 14's numbers were doing that well. That's great. Yeah, they haven't announced it, but I've heard from like multiple people that it's upwards of like four to five million right now. That's like, cool. I don't know. They may have said something about it, but it's a good game. Yeah. Right now, it uh, is really Ron- good. <laughs> Ronda Rousey's doing an AMA. On- I already read it. It was uh, really good, actually. Read it. Yeah, <laughs> she said she likes. Uh, wow. 
She plays WoW. Oh, yeah, she, she mentioned Pokemon. Pokemon, WoW, and something else. Yeah. yeah, she there's been like every like people like people have kind of talked about the Pokemon thing for a little while, but I didn't know about I had never heard about WoW. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of funny, kind of interesting. There's a lot of celebrities that play WoW actually. Uh, they oh, talk well, I mean, it had a 10 million person yeah. subscription base, so <laughs> you're gonna find quite a few people that play. Dude, plus two. Robin Williams played it actually. Podcast. Yeah. Somebody, right? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the <gasps> other big news that I can think of is that SGDQ happened. Yes, yeah. it did. Which did was you pretty see crazy. Muted dude. <laughs> they see what? The guy that got muted while playing Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> What happened? I didn't see that. Oh my I actually, god! He got muted. The video. You got to Google the video. It's freaking nuts. Oh, right, tell us so the listeners can. Basic synopsis: This kid was nuts. He was like literally insane. He was playing Crash Bandicoot 2, <laughs> and like he started off by like saying like, "Oh yeah, during this run, I'm gonna have to kill myself a lot to like you know port around and you know use use uh, deaths to my advantage." But then he starts saying it a little too frequently, and then he starts killing people. And then he goes into killing people in mass numbers, and he just keeps saying, yeah, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, I'm going to kill people. Yeah, I'm going to kill myself. And he just keeps doing it. And they, I don't know who requested it, but he got his mic was muted permanently for the rest of the room. <laughs> I was, me and my little brother were laughing so hard. We're like, what is this nutbag, dude? Like, what? It was on Daily Dot. Daily Dot is, is really good for sport uh, for news, by the way. Uh, they're like my new favorite news source. Daily Dot? Yeah, daily.esports. Like, just Google that, and it comes up to their esports section. Or you can just yeah. go to classicgamingpodcast.com. Boom! Plug. Plug nice. up. You, like, you guys like that? I like yeah, good job. Good job. All right, uh, Blake, tell us more. about. <laughs> um, I was there, and so, I played a video game. Uh, for those that don't know, SGDQ is a lot of people speedrunning, mostly classic games. Uh, there was also some newer stuff like Saints Row 4, Gat Out of Hell... Uh, there was an Oblivion speed run. I saw that. Uh, that guy had one of the viewer highs for the whole thing. I'm sure he did. Oblivion's a great game. Oh, which one? Oblivion. Uh, for Elder oh. Scrolls, Oblivion. Yeah, I saw that and the uh, Fallout 3. See, I missed those ones. Thing. Those were the same morning that I uh, They had all run, the VODs so. on YouTube, and they're high quality. Like, dude, I've been watching so many VODs. Like, I just scanned through. Great. Um, so my run went pretty well. Uh, I, aside from some steam unfortunateness with the pop-ups turning back on. Oh yeah. That, uh, the run itself went very well. I ended up, even with having to take a lot of time out to fix the steam problems, I was still, uh, over four, around four minutes under estimate. Uh, the bonus run that I got to do went fantastically. Uh, it was a good time. Very good time. Yeah. Your bonus run, you did it in like four minutes. Well, yeah, it's like a three and a half minute run, and then I had a little bit of bad RNG on it, and I took some time out to go do some bonus stuff with it, and uh, slowed it down a little bit, but it was still about four minutes, which was fun. Yeah, you, dude, you were on stream for like a total of 15 minutes. Really? I know, I was up there for like 25 minutes, and that was it, and then I was gone. And so, boom, done, see you. Which kind of sucks for me for the exposure aspect, but eh, what it is, what yeah. it is, you know. Um, hey, I guess we should mention all the money they raise. They oh, yeah. go straight we, to Doctors Without Borders. Yes, yeah. this was a charity event for Doctors Without Borders or Medicine Sans Frontières, and wow. we raised uh, like nice. 1.2 million something yeah. dollars. It was, it was incredible. Um, some of the other really good runs there. Uh, I was there live for part of the Zelda Legend of Zelda run. The original? Yeah, which yeah. was really, really cool. 
Did you watch the but Swordless Run? I, yeah, for the Swordless Run. So he goes through the entire game without taking the sword until the final fight where you have to have the sword to beat Ganon. Uh. So that sucks. Um, but I actually missed that final part. But everything up to that point was like really impressive bomb use. Um, very smart use of the bombs to kill certain numbers of enemies in a certain room to set him up to get more bomb drops in the next time he clears out a room and stuff like that. It was really cool to watch, really interesting. But I ended up missing the end of it, and apparently he ended up dying on Ganon twice. Yeah. Oh, oh, that sucks. He got uh, pretty pooped on. <laughs> uh, the other one that was really, really awesome for me to watch live was the Mega Man 4 race, where... These two people, yeah, this was a race. So these were two people racing in the game, uh, separate games, separate copies, and not only separate copies, but they used different versions. One of them was playing the JP version, the Japanese version, and the other guy was playing the American version. And so that right there means that there's going to be differences in the game and all this, in the way it runs, etc. Um, how much text, how much time text? Oh yeah, thing, and. They also used different routes, so they didn't do the exact same boss order. They did a different order to start off with, and even then, like, they would be going through different stages, and they would both kill the boss of the stage in these different stages, meaning they're fighting different bosses, too. They would kill their bosses, like, within half a second of each other. (laughs) It was so crazy to watch, and it ended up coming down... It was back and forth. One would take the lead. The other guy would take the lead. And it was back and forth until the very final fight. And they finished within two seconds. It was a photo finish, I heard. Yeah, it was like a second and a half away from each other. It Mm -hmm. was amazing. Such a good race. That's pretty cool. Uh, I I actually donated some money while you were running. Yeah, uh, I was talking about it on stream some on my stream. Unfortunately, with the way that my couch was doing my commentary, the people that I brought up to do help do the commentary for me, they were do, they were like commentating the whole run. So I never had an opportunity to kind of be like, hey, let's have some donations be read and all this. And I was like, oh, I feel bad. I feel <laughs> mine said, mine said that I would uh, do another donation if you <laughs> did the next five minutes of commentary in the solid snake voice. Oh, come on. <laughs> it would have been amazing. I'll have to take your word on that one. Uh, but, you, but you still got the initial, well, they, they still got the initial donation anyway. Yes. Yes. How much did you donate, Robert? Money bags? Uh, $30 and one cent. Nice. I would have done like nice. 420 or something. It's funny. <laughs> four hundred twenty. You would you would have loved that. You would have loved that. Just to be like, funny, <laughs> a donation comes in. Uh, it's four hundred twenty dollars and sixty nine cents. Blake would be like, I already know who this is. <laughs> uh, funny uh, with how my chat is at my stream, it could have been a lot of people. <laughs> Apparently, there was quite a few people. There was quite a few very generous donations from my community during my run that oh, I never yeah, got to that's hear. True, actually, there, ask there, about that. Yeah, there really were. Well, there that's were. Cool. Was there a five thousand dollar one? I want to say. Um, I don't think that was during my run. I think that was for Witwix's run. Okay. I'm not sure, though. But I do remember there were some really high ones on yours. Yes, there was. Like, he read out, in between me setting up for my first run and my second run, the donation reader got to read out a few of them, but not that many. He got through, like, three, and then he stopped, yeah. and I was like, okay, I'll do my run now, I guess. <laughs> okay, Sorry, so my everybody. favorite... 
my favorite run of the whole thing was um, Bionic Commando Rearmed 2. Did you see that? That game's No, weird. I didn't. <laughs> okay, so there's this glitch in the game, and the guy did it on every single level. Like, they, like they had voting for whether, like, he should keep doing this or not, and everybody, basically everybody voted yes. It was like, the votes were like 400-something to 20, like, in favor of this. So there's this glitch in Bionic Commando Rearmed 2 where, like, if you jump up, there's these little elevator platforms. This is just like a side-scrolling, platformy shooter. Uh, there are these little, like, elevator platforms throughout the game, and there's a glitch where if you jump on, if you, like, jump onto one of these little platforms and land, like, just right, it has to be, it's like a pixel-perfect type thing, it's, like, right in the middle, you land on it, and then I think you have to maybe, like, duck at the same time, the character <laughs> does this yell, he, like, he get, like, it's this yell that he does at one specific part of the game, but if you get, if you do this thing where you jump on this uh, just right, he yells... Non-stop for the entire rest of the oh level. My God. <laughs> He's just going, and <laughs> <laughs> he's doing it the entire fucking time. It was the funniest thing. It was one of the funniest things I've seen in a video game. Just <laughs> for like five minutes straight. It was amazing. It's the best glitch. It's the second best glitch I've ever seen. The best glitch I've ever seen in a game. Oh is, god, Metal uh, Solid. Is, is I can believe I believe I can fly on Red Dead, Red Dead uh, Redemption. Have you guys seen that the Bird People one? I don't think so, I have. On Red Dead Redemption, there's this glitch where like there's this awesome YouTube video where somebody put it to the uh, to Seals I believe I can fly song, and it's just like there's this glitch where pe- like random human characters in the game would start flapping their arms like wings and just be casually flying around the mountains. What the hell? I've just, whenever you get a chance, look up, like, Red Dead, I Believe I Can Fly. It is, like, I could not stop laughing the first time I saw this video. The music is what makes it. But, uh, anyway, this this glitch in, in this game was really fucking funny, and the guy did it every single level, and it was my favorite thing that I saw the whole time. Any awesome. other uh, SGDQ stuff, or is that, is that about I mean, I like the, the Pokemon like, one's really cool to me. I missed that one. I wanted. To I watched Blue because... today, and it was so fun to watch. They, they, oh, Robert, man. they, they pick up items and destroy them in a certain way that rewrites the code of the game to teleport oh, to locations. Yeah. It's insane. That's, like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's like that Super Mario glitch. Mm-hmm. The Super Mario Three. Or no, it was Yoshi's Island. Or uh, sorry, Super Mario. 64. I'm sorry, like yeah, Super Mario World. For yeah, Super Mario World. That's what it was. Yeah, that was. Uh, were the Chrono Trigger and the Earthbound runs pretty good? I, didn't I only got runs. to catch part of the Chrono Trigger one, uh, and the Earthbound one. I was out at a dinner at that at that time too. Oh, okay. It, uh, I heard the Earthbound run was really really good though. Cool. Yeah, I might need to look up the video of that on YouTube. Um, the other runs that stick out to me, um, some of the ones that my friends ran, uh, Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels by Big John. The game is super hard. His commentary is completely on point. He does a fantastic job, and it was a really, really solid run. Then there was uh, the Super <coughs> Mario 64 stuff that I missed. There was a Zero Star Race. Yeah, with, that was so um, cool to watch. See, guy, it, it apparently so went short. really, really, really well. Yeah, it's like a, a ten-minute run or something. Mm-hmm. The one guy had to get. I think the guy, one guy ended up getting one star because he he fucked up. But the other guy did it without yeah. any. Yeah, 
The other guy is like one of the guys on my team. Three sixty oh, really? Chrisum, yeah. So apparently he got the DDD skip, and everybody went absolutely nuts. Nice. Sad that I missed it. Yeah, I like that there was more of a crowd this time. Like some sometimes, like I turn it, tune in, and there's not a single person in the audience. I'm like, oh shit, that's awkward. But there's like yeah. there was always a hundred thousand people watching. Yeah, well, there was a few times like when it first started off um, after Trihex's run, things dipped down to around. I don't think I saw it drop any lower than sixty thousand, but most of the time it was seventy, eighty, ninety thousand at worst. Cool. Um, The uh, oh, okay. Is there anything else about? uh... SGGQ that we need to cover? Is that about Can't wait for the next one, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, this was the first one that I've really been able to, uh, since I work at home now, like, I was able to watch, like, you know, just keep it running most of the time, like, while I was working, and it was really fun to have going in the background. I recommend doing it. Recommend Me doing too. It. Uh, okay, well, just a few kind of smallish pieces of nudes. Of nudes. Nudes? <laughs> oh, I hit them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Too bad this uh, is an King's... audio only podcast. You guys should see this. <laughs> Too bad. The new we'll King's Quest the is out. Mm. The King's Quest is out. Yep. I haven't played it, so the news is purely that it has been released. <laughs> Good I've news. I've heard mixed things. Uh, I haven't actually heard anything about it yet. I've heard some people say it's. I've heard like like actually mixed things. Like usually that means like all the reviews were just kind of mediocre. But I've heard I've heard from some people that it's really good, and I've heard from some people that it is fucking terrible. So I really, I I I, will, I may give it a, give it a shot at some point, just just to see for myself. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, also, oh, the Shenmue Three Kickstarter finished with a ridiculous amount of money. Have you guys heard about this? <laughs> nope. <laughs> What was the goal? I'm trying to find. I can't find the. Um, was this the one that was like 250 or 300k? Dude, I think, no. I think the. I think its original goal was two million. Okay. Oh, wow. The original goal was two million. They finished with six point three million dollars. What? Hey, yeah. that's the, the international first place right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is fucking crazy. That's all I have to say about it, really. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's. Are, do you know what goals they hit with that? Uh, I've got it pulled up. Okay. There's like a mail, dude. There's like a. There's like. What were the okay. What were the last what was goals? The last one, yeah. What was the, the last one? Million? Okay, there actually were goals that they did not reach, dude. There are goals yes, here. I know. Going <laughs> up to eleven million dollars. What? Uh, the stretch goals they did reach. Uh, the last three. I'll just do the last three because there are like fifteen. And it's all words I can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> battle system expanded, advanced free battle. I think those are two things. Battle system expanded, advanced free battle. I don't know what that means. Mm, yeah. Uh, one just says new Kickstarter record video games category. Oh, that's just saying that they beat the. That they reached that. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, Legendas M Portuguese. I'm guessing that means they're gonna be able to they're gonna translate it to Portuguese. Portuguese, yeah. Baisha Village expanded character perspective system. Hmm. What? I don't know. Is this even like a lot of hype around? Like I, I I don't think I've ever heard of this. Shenmue, the original Shenmue one and two 
kind of sh- helped shape gaming as we know it today. Like it was the original QTE game. Okay. Um, it had like most of its combat or all of it even is based around quick time events of pressing, doing button presses at the right time. And then oh, okay. it had one of the most at the time, it probably had the most immersive in-depth world that on any system out of any game. Uh, there was just so much stuff to do. You could live this character's life. You could go play pachinko. You could go bet on cockfights. You could go for hikes in the mountains. What? All this stuff that really helped kind of develop the open world scene, the open world genre as we know it now. That's kind of cool. So, yeah. This Kickstarter did really well. Um... And then I think the only other thing is uh, Rare Replay came out. Um, this is an Xbox game, or rather an Xbox anthology of games, of uh, the developer Rare. They're known most widely for, Blake? Well, most widely for uh, Banjo-Kazooie okay, and yeah. Donkey Kong Country. Okay, fine. And less and so third most Battletoads. Battletoads. Um, I'm trying to find a list. So, so this is again, it's on Xbox. It's got like a shitload of like rare. Like it's basically, I don't know if it's the complete rare library. Do you know if that's the case, Blake, or if it's just like a ton um, of rare games? I'm not sure. Yeah, it is. There's like um, 20 games on there though. There's 30. That's a lot. 30. Okay, wow. <laughs> um, okay, okay. On Wikipedia, it says several rare titles are not included in the compilation due to licensing issues, such as okay, Donkey yeah. Kong Country and GoldenEye 007. Ah, uh, makes sense. So this goes all the way back to 1983 with a game called Jetpack. Um, and then it goes all the way up to 2008, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Uh, a couple... <laughs> I guess a couple of the... Uh, a couple of the highlights are, of course, Battletoads. Uh, let's see. It's got the Battletoads Arcade as well. Killer Instinct Gold, Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect Dark, um, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. And it's, I think it's only, I want to say it's only like 30 bucks or something like that. It's like actually a really good deal. Um, I've seen, I, I've watched a playthrough of most of the, of most of the games on here. And, like, the presentation of the whole thing is really cool. They put it together really nicely. A lot of the really old games are, like, purely just for, like, historical value. Like, they are not good games. If you watch somebody play them for a few minutes, like, you're, like, you will not have any desire to go back and actually play the games yourself. But, it's really cool still, I think, that they have, that they have those on here. Uh, so, um, I would say check it out if you have an Xbox One. It's probably worth it. Just if if nothing else for like Perfect Dark and Banjo Kazooie and Killer Instinct and Battletoads. If you uh if you hate yourself, as Blake, <laughs> I I don't know what you mean. Blake, rumor has it <laughs> you're going to be doing another Battletoads playthrough. Oh I, my, um, are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> because why? they have it on retro achievements. Ooh, Blake, Blake, son, why? <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. I mean, I, it won't take me more than like two days around to beat this, to beat the game. I don't think because I've already beaten it before. I know everything that the game has. It's just a matter of kind of relearning it. 
I'm hoping it won't be that much of a terrible experience for me. We'll hear about it and we'll make fun of it. We'll hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be sure to just keep us posted on that. Um, that's all oh, the news definitely. I've got. I do have one quick thing before we get to games, but do y'all have any other news or is that, is that, is nah. that Alright, so I made a purchase. Uh oh. Hooker? And, <laughs> I, so there's a game that I've been wanting to play for a while, and, like, I don't have, uh, the console for the game. The game itself is a little bit expensive. So okay. I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna play the ROM for it. There's really no other feasible way for me to get my hands on this game. It's old enough and elusive enough to where I don't have to feel bad about playing it on an emulator. Okay. Okay, so I played it for a few hours, and I was like, holy shit, I really, really enjoy this game, as I was thinking that I would. And so I decided to go ahead and just buy the game, the real game. Okay. Okay? Okay. The game is Earthbound. Okay. And so I bought a Super Nintendo. Uh-oh, wait, as wait. Well as, uh-oh. as well as a complete in-box copy of Earthbound. I know where this is going. Ha! <laughs> so that probably ran you four or five hundred bucks. Seven hundred and thirty. Jeez. Why? <laughs> what did your wife think of this? Or do you have a wife? I, I was like, hey, so our 10-year anniversary was a few weeks ago, and we, we hadn't thought of anything for, for her to get me yet, and I was like, this is my, this is my present. <laughs> Robert, oh why? <laughs> the uh, the Nintendo was only like fifty, and then Earthbound was yeah. like seven thirty. Yeah. Um, and of course it comes with the 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 big old the manual with like all the maps yeah. and shit. Yeah. And the gigantic box. It even has like the little plastic cover for the bottom of the Super Nintendo game. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Those. And the scratch and sniffs have not been scratched off. <laughs> What, they smell like dust and AIDS? Like... <laughs> Probably. So anyway, I'm in the... Well, not in the middle. I've I've started playing Earthbound now. And, okay, is uh, this your game for the week, or...? No, I'm not, I'm okay. not going to talk about it until I finish it. Okay. But, uh, but I'm having tons of fun with it, and it's just super awesome. Nice. It's basically exactly... It's exactly as you got... Mostly Blake has described it. <laughs> and, uh, it's... Really, it's really cool. It's a good game. Glad you liked it. Yeah, it's a good game. It's, it's a very good game. <laughs> Not seven hundred fifty dollars worth, but close. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I've got it proudly on display next to my other toys. Such what as kind of toys? A big old. I got, well, I got a Swamp Thing figure that I got at Comic Con a few years ago. I got a Godzilla guy. I got. Uh, what I got Ryu? What's the uh, I got a uh, it's a side sh- sideshow collectibles Ryu, uh, another Godzilla, a couple other things like that, and then there's a big old Earthbound box up there now. Nice, I'm proud of it. You want to you want to talk about games? Yep. Sure, let's talk about video games. Been waiting for about forty five right. minutes. <laughs> it wants to go. Yeah, we have been going for a while. There was a lot of stuff to talk. about. I like about. it. I don't mind. It was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, it was just good. like gambling at least. Uh, not um, yet. Not yet. Oh no, not yet. Who wants to go first? Uh, you. Okay. All right. I play. Okay, nice, well, okay. There's actually a few games that I've that I've played. I I think the one I'm going to talk about is, um, the longest journey. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, 
for our Christmas gifting episode. And uh, I, fi- I finally played it. Uh, I guess it was actually before the last episode, so it's been about a month since I played it. And I'm sorry, Blake, but I really did not care for it. Um, really? Yeah, I, I... So this is a point-and-click adventure game. It's not a super old one. Do, uh, do you know what year it came out, uh, Blake? Um, I want to say I'll 2004. Be, uh, no, Longest Journey. That one, I think, was more at, like in the 90s. I'm not sure, though. 99. Okay. 99 is what this is. So not super old, but still definitely classic range. Um, and it's uh, it's it's 3D-style graphics, not... Not not the 2D like the like the really old school point and click adventure games, and uh, so you're this girl who has these crazy dreams and experiences all this like crazy shit like dream like stuff when she's not dreaming, and the point of the game, as far as I got, was basically to kind of like figure out what the hell's going on. Um, what lost me about it is that it, I played for probably. Four hours, or maybe probably right around four hours, and like I still felt like the story had not quite even started yet. Yikes! Um, like so, it starts off, and you are actually in a dream, and you have to do all this weird stuff, like save this tree from dying by like rerouting this like stream nearby or something like that, and the tree talks to you, or like a spirit that's inhabiting the tree talks to you for a little bit. Then you wake up and you're in your apartment. And it's like, I don't know, like a thousand years in the future or like a couple hundred years in the future or something like that. And uh, you're supposed to just like go to your job and like go around and talk to these people and just kind of like see what happens. So like when you wake up in your apartment, there's not any sense of, oh, this is what I'm trying to accomplish or like, oh, I need to go do this now. It's kind of like, oh, that was a weird dream. All right, let's just walk around and, you know, like talk to people and see what's going on. So. From the start, I, d- I didn't feel a big sense of purpose. So that's that. When I get in that situation in these kind of games, I I start to get lost already. I, I start to get bored because I don't feel like I'm really getting anywhere. So I go around and talk to people for a little while, and then uh, you know, there's like some weird people that you got to talk to, and then like you eventually you talk to enough people that like. You find out that there's this one guy, and he claims that he knows what's going on with you. And you go and talk to him, and he's kind of like, "Yeah, I know some weird shit's going on. Now come meet back, come like meet up with me tomorrow, and we'll talk about it." So like, even then, you you still don't really have a sense of purpose in the game, or I didn't feel a big sense of purpose. And then finally, that went on for a little while, and I kind of got to this point where like I was sort of stuck, puzzle wise. But the problem was. Since I didn't feel like the story had really gotten rolling yet, like I didn't really even know what like puzzle I was supposed to be figuring out, and I was just sort of like randomly walking around and talking to people and like trying to use items on other things without a clear idea of what I was trying to achieve, and then sort of the combination of the story not picking up yet and then me like kind of hitting a rut where I or hitting a wall sort of where I didn't know what to do, or, like, I really didn't even know what I was trying to do, that was kind of just where I got lost. Blake. Yeah. Where did I go wrong? 
Um, for me, when I was playing the game, uh, like one of the things I really liked was just it was this cool, interesting world that I wanted to know more about. Um, the puzzles in the game were kind of the old adventure fanfare of like, this part doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to be doing? So there was one point where I think I had to look up a guide to figure out a puzzle that I was supposed to do to advance the game. But I mean, for me, the biggest thing that was really cool about it was just kind of going around and learning all this stuff about the world, finding out the setting, I guess. Okay. Um, it, as you go on, it starts. I, I didn't even I've still never finished the game because I reforded my own my computer a while back and lost oh, my okay. save file and didn't want to replay those first three, four hours, however much right. I'd lost on it. Um, I did get further than you from the sounds of it. Probably. I'm assuming that you never woke up in the other world. Uh, no. Okay. I, the part that I was at, I was outside. I was talking to some dude sweeping up outside a movie theater. Oh, I think that's the part where I had to look up a guide because I was like, "What the hell is going oh, on really? here?" Interesting. Okay. Okay. Because like, there's a switch box around there that you have to mess yep. with the power on or something and all this. And it was like, the, the things that I was trying, none of it was quite working. And I was missing like one part of the puzzle that made the whole thing fall into place or something. And uh, that part was one of my least favorites, where I almost stopped playing the game myself, actually. <laughs> Interesting. And uh, so you start meeting all these guys. You start finding out more about what's going on. You talk to all these NPCs all over the place. And uh, just like learning more about how this world kind of got to the point where it's at was uh, really interesting for me. And then as you go on, you get, you kind of un like unlock more of that, more people to talk to uh, completely new places to visit and all this. And it's a really cool world. That's what I looked liked about it so much. Okay. Well, maybe I will at some point go back and, push through the part that I'm on since that's the same exact part you got. <laughs> yeah, that part. Oh man, I hated it so much. I just like what I I, I don't like I'm just like what the what is going on? I was like like once again I was just like I don't even know what I'm supposed to be trying to figure out. Yeah, I no. had it's the same problem. Yeah, like okay. I had an I had the right idea of what I was supposed to do. Like you have to do something with the power to turn off a fence to get behind it so you can go somewhere okay. else or something like that. And I was like, okay, I think this is what I'm supposed to do, but how am I supposed to do it? And I was just missing one thing. With, and I, if I remember right, it's like an old point-and-click mechanic of just, like, you have to click it, this in the right spot or something like that. Right. Okay. It's been a long – it's been many years since I played that part, though, so I may be wrong about that. But it's it's a very stupid puzzle. That part I can okay. guarantee. Maybe I'll maybe I'll revisit this after once I'm done with uh, Earthbound, then. Uh, yes. I will say they, they got some street cred with me because – uh, at the beginning of the game, you get this uh, monkey that, like, well, it's like a monkey that belongs to you already, but you pick it up out of your closet and put it in your inventory. And it's oh. a monkey wearing, like, a policeman uniform, and his name is Constable Guybrush. Oh, yeah. Course, yeah. Yeah, a reference to The Secret of Monkey Island. Of course. <laughs> I forgot about that. So the whole reason why I played the game yeah. just to get to that one part. <laughs> I got there, I was like, done. Five done. minutes, and you're like, yes, this is awesome. All right. <laughs> I enjoyed this game. I'm not going to touch it anymore. <laughs> Good. Uh, okay. I think that's about it for The Longest Journey. Jay or Blake? Who wants, who wants to go next? What about Jake or Blake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I haven't done it yet. Don't don't get those words in my head. I don't know. It seems like something you do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Blake can go next. Blake gets. Okay. I've actually got two games to talk about, and I'm gonna try not to dwell on them for too long because I could talk about them a lot, but I don't want to quite do that. I played through The Legend of Zelda, and for the first time ever, I played through Link's Awakening. And actually, also for the first time ever, I played through Legend of Zelda's second quest. Wait, which one? I get all these confused. Link's Awakening is the second one, right? Link's Awakening is the the, Game Boy one. Oh, this was the Game Boy one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this was the first time I'd ever played through Link's Awakening. The first time I ever finished uh, the second quest on the original. Uh, The original (sighs) game... It's aged well to a degree, I feel like. For those who don't know, um, Legend of Zelda, top-down game. Uh, you walk around, you've got a sword, and then you've got a secondary item that you can... That is usually something you find out of dungeons. Stuff like uh, a, wa- a wand, or a candle, or a boomerang. And... Uh, you go around on these through these dungeons, and you have to explore them. You have to find the dungeons. Even finding some of the dungeons and just exploring the world is in itself a puzzle. And then you get into the dungeons, and the dungeons are all these big puzzles, and you've got to find the item for that dungeon, and you've got to figure out how to beat the boss. Usually you kill the boss by hitting him with, hitting him with your sword. There's a couple exceptions, like Dodongo, where Dodongo dislikes smoke is the tip that the game gives you. And what that means is that you're supposed to make him eat a bomb, which is really strange to figure out as a kid. And I actually don't know about this one. There are some extreme translation issues in the game. Uh, This is... I'm not sure if the Dodongo dislikes smoke one was that vague in the Japanese version, but in the American version, Dodongo dislikes smoke... As like a five or six year old kid, not the most obvious thing necessarily. There are other ones though, like, uh, you can upgrade your sword as well. You can go from the, uh, the wooden sword to the magic sword. And to do that, you need to have five hearts. You start off with three. So you need to clear two dungeons or find two of the hearts on the map in hidden locations. And the game's description for how you're supposed to earn the sword is that you walk into this dun- this little secret area and this old man says something like uh you have to grow in power to use this or something really vague like oh, that right. mm-hmm. sword well, let me let me look it up because it's it completely does not imply how you're supposed to use this at all how you're supposed to earn it and it's just like, as a kid, you have no idea what this guy is talking about. And uh, even an adult, an adult, it just makes no sense. Um, While you're looking that up, I just okay. want to point out. He says, master using it, and you can have this. So yeah. he's not, he doesn't even <laughs> mention growing in power, like I thought he did. <laughs> master using it, and you can have this. What the hell is that supposed to mean? I've master, How am I supposed to master using it if you're not going to let me have it? How, what does it imply for me to master using the sword that I already have? It's a terrible, terrible translation. And, like, it's embarrassingly bad. And as a kid, it just tells you nothing. You're just randomly going to keep walking back there. And one of the times you walk in and try to take it, you'll finally be able to take it. And that's about it. The guy is a douche. Yeah. 
Amen. And this happens for both of the sword upgrades in the game. It happens for the white sword and it happens for the magic sword. That is the text that he gives you for both of them. And it sucks. And this isn't the only place in the game that this happens. I believe that there is a tip where the old man says there are old men scattered all over the map to explain this. And the old man and each location, every old man you find has a different tip for you. And one of them says something like 10th enemy has the bomb. And what that means is that every 10th enemy of a specific type that you kill will drop a bomb. And this is only and you can't be hit, right? Enemy. No, I, uh, was that the one that you can't be hit? I think that hearts maybe. Um, I think, uh, you might be thinking of Link's Awakening. There's some, oh, I thought they were talking about that for NES. Okay. Maybe. I don't remember. Um, it, it could, that could be the case. You could be right. But, uh, in this one, you have to kill like 10, um, 10 dark nuts in a row. But only the orange dark nuts. And, and not in a row, I misphrased that. You have to kill ten orange dark nuts, and then the tenth orange dark nut will drop some bombs for you. Doesn't happen with the blue dark nuts for some reason. It's just random, it seems like, which enemies this does and doesn't work with. But I believe in the original, that tip is something else entirely. <laughs> Like, it, it has nothing to do with bombs. It's completely unrelated. Um, and okay, that's right. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so I did a quick Google search. This I remember now. Um, it's actually a mistranslation as well. It's originally the guy that tells you 10th enemy has the bomb. He's originally supposed to tell you something about the lion key. Which is a key that you find in like the seventh or eighth dungeon that gives you infinite keys. Oh, cool. Completely unrelated. So maybe overall, it's like <laughs> that key is the bomb. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> that was so oh, funny, Robert. Oh my god. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. So, you so funny. So I mean, overall, I feel like the gameplay itself has aged pretty well. The biggest thing holding the game back is just this really, really, really bad translation that is all over the place in the game. These guys are supposed to be giving you tips on super helpful tips that explain to you what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to go about your adventure, what sort of things you should be looking for and all this. And instead, what happens is they just completely rewrite some of them. Some of the tips don't even make sense. Shit like that really holds this game back from a blind playthrough. Even as a kid, this was a big, big problem. Um, I don't know that I'd say the game has any other major problems. It's uh, uh, about the only other complaint I would really have is that the blue whiz robe enemies are some of the biggest pieces of shit. And oh any my god, yeah. So I walk into the sixth dungeon. I'm making my way through it, and I get into the sixth dungeon, and I'm like, this has been pretty fine so far. I fight some of the orange or red whiz robes. I whoop their asses, and I'm like, I, these guys, I remember them being way worse than this. Then I find those son-of-a-bitch blue whiz robes. So to explain, the whiz robes, the whiz robe enemies are wizards. They pop up, and they throw magic at you. They shoot you with magic. Red ones teleport around. And what they do is specifically is they'll teleport into one spot. They'll stand still. They'll stay in that spot and throw their magic wave at you in whichever direction you were in when they spawned. And then they'll teleport again. The blue whiz robes wander around the map. They move erratically. They move all over the place. 
they don't have a great discernible pattern to them and they phase through bricks on the floor and all this shit and then they just pop up and hit you immediately like as soon as they see you in front of them they fire off their magic at you you have to hit them from the side and it's like their ai is programmed that uh as soon as you get as soon as they're like next to you from their side they do a 90 degree turn right at you all the time with this it sucks bad i hated these guys uh it doesn't help that a lot of the rooms that they appear in are rooms specifically designed to limit your mobility a lot so like they will phase through bricks all the time and there are just constant rooms that are like i'd say the tile the rooms are in like a seven by 12 tile something like that so you've got seven by 12 squares that you can walk around in that might be a little off and then a lot of the rooms that they'll appear in are rooms where there's like half of those bre- those tiles are – they have a giant brick on them that you can't walk through, but the blue wizard robes can. And it can make it really awkward to maneuver into spots where you're actually going to be safe and to dodge around them and all this. And easily the worst enemies to fight in the game. And I remembered hating them as a kid, and time has not changed that at all. Those guys <laughs> still suck. Yep. So, original Zelda, really fun. The second quest... The second quest was okay. What it does is it pretty much... Hold on, can you you explain real quickly what the second quest is? So, the second quest... I'm I'm literally doing that, and then you interrupted me. (laughs) So, the second quest is something that you can unlock on your save file after you beat the first quest. Or you can just enter your name as Zelda and immediately enter the second quest. If you enter, if you do the second quest from a save file that has cleared the game, there's no new game plus. You don't start with extra stuff or anything like that. Uh, it's Wait, just, do you actually put your name as Zelda? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember this. Yep. No wonder everybody's it so What does... <laughs> exactly. So dumb. <laughs> so uh, what the second quest does is it pretty much reshuffles the map. All uh, Most of the dungeons are in different locations. Not even all of the secret rooms on the map are in the same locations anymore. There will be different bushes that you can light on fire to open up secret paths compared to your first quest playthrough. It also makes it so that um, the dungeons have completely different layouts. Those aren't the same at all either. But... This is fine for the most part, except the second quest introduces a thing that they don't hint at anywhere in the second quest and was not at all in the first quest. And that is walls that you can walk through. Not walls that you can bomb open to create a path through, (laughs) but walls that you have to press up against for half a second until you will walk through it. I had to find a guide to explain that to me. It, 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 uh, the first time it happened, that... I believe, is in the second dungeon. And it's just, there was nowhere left to go. I, and I even bombed the wall that you're supposed to walk through. <laughs> but I didn't think, because oh, why would I? I didn't think to press up against it until I walked through it, because that doesn't oh. make any sense. That was the thing I hated the most about the second quest. Aside from that, everything was pretty okay. Uh, it was... It was good. It added a bunch of new stuff. It it was a much more difficult quest than the first one. 
Um, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, I'd say, if you liked the first quest, it's probably worth a playthrough. I used a guide to tell me where all the dungeons were, but then I got through the dungeons myself, except for that one time where I had to find out that second quest has introduced this new bullcrap. Uh, Link's Awakening, my first ever playthrough. Um, I was playing this on stream blind, trying to do it blind, and playing any puzzle game on stream blind is always an exercise in frustration. People explaining every single puzzle in the game, <laughs> awesome. shit like that. Like anytime I would get lost, people were like, how do you not know how to do this? Oh my God, are you not thinking? And so a yeah. lot of the time there's an easy puzzle here and I'm like too busy focusing on my chat being a bunch of douchebags going, <laughs> oh my God, why can't you figure this out? And I'm not paying attention to the obvious thing going on in the game itself. The other thing that really sucked was that I did things slightly, quote, out of sequence at one point because the game didn't expect you to be smart enough to do, to use the tools that they give you, basically. So there's this one area where you go into it, and what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to have the, um, the Pegasus boots to charge through these weird duck enemies that are in your way that mimic your movements. Okay. But instead of charging through them, what you can do is, at this point, by the time you can enter this little secret area, you'll also have the, um, you'll also have the, uh, the rock feather, which lets you jump. These enemies don't jump when you jump. So all you have to do is jump over them. So that's what I did the first time through the dungeon. But there, then there's a secret area in this secret area that you need the Pegasus boots to reach. And secret I didn't exception. notice it when I first, yeah. There, I didn't notice it when I first went through there with the rock feather. So I got the, this, uh, these rupees that were there, and then I left. And I forgot about it. And so later in the game, the, there's a hint phone in the game where you can walk up to it and you call a guy and he's like, you should go do this. Really? Yes, it's actually a phone, yes. Wow. And <laughs> so I walk up to this phone and I'm, the guy's like, hey, you should really know, you should go talk to this guy because he'll teach you a song. And I'm like, how am I supposed to go talk to that guy? So I go and I find the guy and I talk to him. And he's like, you're not very good at music. And I'm like, okay, I must need to find the ocarina. Yeah, the, the hell's the ocarina? The flute or whatever, yeah. And then he just, that's all he says. He's like, you need to go talk to this guy and learn music. And I'm like, but I don't, he won't talk to me. I can't learn anything. What are you doing? <sighs> then... <laughs> I have to look up a guide, and as it turns out, I missed a thing because I jumped over some enemies in an area that the game had opened up to me at this point. And uh, that was great. <laughs> I sound really excited right now. Oh, yeah. Overall, aside from those couple of small issues, I, I pretty much enjoyed the entire game. It was a good time. Can't tell if sarcasm. No, I actually did enjoy the game for the most part. It was good. It was a much better experience than I'd ever given it credit for. But it also had its issues. I mean, the the, the original Zelda had a bunch of issues as well. But this one, like, they, it's supposed to be... Again, it's this thing where they're supposed to be giving you hints, and the hints aren't working. Right. And fucking blows. I hated that. <laughs> it does a lot of other things really well. I enjoyed its dungeons for the most part. They were pretty fun. Uh, the boss fights, there were a few really bad ones, like one you had to spend 
two or three minutes basically just waiting in the fight. And that was it. That was all you got to do is just wait around until you got an opportunity to actually fight him. Then there was, uh, I think the, the really cool thing that the game does that I'd always looked forward to playing the game for because I read about it in an old Nintendo Power and I was like, that is an awesome idea. Uh, what they do is you don't have to have a sword equipped on one of your two buttons at all times. You can have any sub weapons you want equipped on both either of your buttons at any time. And because of that, they let you do some cool combos. For example, uh, speaking of the Pegasus boots, there's a couple areas in the game where you need to have the Pegasus boots as well as the rock feather to be able to make a jump across a gap, a specific gap. So you have to do a run with the Pegasus boots and then you jump and you get the extra distance you need to make it over there. Uh, the other thing is, and it's the most broken thing in the game, you can combine bombs and arrows. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. About it's that. insane. I killed, uh, this one boss. I went in and fought him with my sword the first time. I had probably hit him seven or eight times and then I lost. And then I came back and I was like, I wonder how effective this is going to be. Let's use the <laughs> bomb arrow trick. I killed him in four shots. He was oh, done. Shit. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty effective. I like this a lot. I think I'm going to be using this for the rest of the game. Um, it was a real, it's a great concept. I love being able to combine the tools like that. Uh, it changes up the way that puzzles work. It adds a new depth that you don't get out of a lot of other ones. And, uh, Link's Awakening. Pretty good game. Oh, so it's Link's Awakening. Okay. Yes, yes. This is Link's Awakening. Okay. Where you can combine the stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I enjoyed it. It was, it's a really, really great concept. They didn't use it too much aside from like the bomb arrows, which, uh, you only need for one, maybe two puzzles in the entire game. And then the other time it gets used is, uh, making running jumps. That's about it. Cool. Uh, I wish they, I really wish they'd done more with that concept. I'd like to see more of it today too. Start a petition. Yeah. Robert, why are you so quiet all of a sudden? Uh, is that there better? There you go. There we go. Said, so let's start a petition. Ah! Whoa. Dude. <laughs> let's is this, calm it is, down. Is, is this better? Robert's getting excited again. We're going to have to give him his medicine. <laughs> hey, uh, Blake, where would you rank, uh, Link's Awakening in? Um, I think my nostalgia makes me enjoy the original Zelda more. Uh, so I think. Like, Link to the Past is number one for me, and then probably Ocarina of Time, and then the original Zelda, and then Link's Awakening. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then a lot of the past. <laughs> I think we all know uh, where that one goes. Yeah, <laughs> the top of the list. Special spot number one. Yeah. Yeah. What about, Link's is Wind Waker? Past. Wind Waker's pretty, it's supposed to be good, right? It's very unique. I'm not a fan of it. I like it a lot, I see. <laughs> It, it like continues the thing that really, I mean, it started heavily with uh, Ocarina of Time, got extremely, extremely ex- uh, ex- uh, accentuated in Majora's Mask, where the series started moving towards more of a cinematic feel, more of a, an, an emphasis on characters and story. Oh, right. And uh, Wind Waker, just, uh, I've never been a fan of it because of that. That the and the boat exploration is boring. See, I, I like that. I like the boat exploration. I think the graphics are really cool. Like, yeah, the graphics the are cool. The like the original Nintendo characters are not meant to like be 
characters. Like, they're meant to be props, basically, that you control. That's pretty much how it feels, yeah. And they completely went away with that. Starting around um, Ocarina of Time, where you meet Zelda and you have this, oh, please, I need you to go save the world. Look, I'm so scared of this big, ugly weirdo with a giant nose. You see Ganon through the window of the castle, and then he sees you, and he's like, what's up? So uh, for the podcast this time, I played uh, God of War, the original uh, one for PS2, which it is actually it's it came out uh, ten years ago as of March of this year. I like I was I was like man I really wanted to play it because I played it um not not when it first came out but I played it like several years ago and I was like man I really want to play it again like I want to play the series and I was like well I might be able to play with the podcast so I checked and I was like yep came out in March of 2005 so I'm like awesome. But anyway, so um, for anybody who hasn't played God of War, it's it's basically um, Greek mythology uh, RPG type game where you play as this character named Kratos. Wait and, a minute. What? You're not going to call this game an RPG for real, are you? I mean, RPG is such a general term, isn't it? So what you're saying is you basically didn't describe the game then? Well, it's okay. Action RPG. How's that, Robert? How would you no. cons- what would you call it? Hack and slash? No, it's not even an action RPG. It's an action. It's just an action game. It's an action game. It's maybe a beat 'em up. Okay. Well, that's like yeah. it's, it's, it's like just combos. because you have experience bars for your weapons and shit. It that that's like saying Call of Duty is an RPG because they actually they, did add RPG elements to it. Well, they <laughs> added RPG elements, but that doesn't make it yeah. an RPG. It's like calling Legend of Zelda an RPG. I've always hated when people do that because they're like, "Well, I'm playing as Link. That's my role. That's I'm playing the <laughs> yeah. game." Like, oh no, that's okay. not. What I hate it, it. No, I have I have actually heard people say, "Well, basically, any guys, any games an RPG because you're taking on the role of the main character." There you go. I cannot stand it when people say that. Thank God. Maybe you guys need to get over it instead of complaining. <laughs> Anyways, so, so I played this. A- this is, I played an action <laughs> RPG platform collection, uh, side-scrolling RTS with uh, storytelling elements. Roguelike. What's the other one that you really like? <laughs> uh, <Anyways>. Point click. <laughs> point click adventure. It was a point click adventure. Thirty <laughs> percent at all. <laughs> Anyways, so you play as this character uh, named Kratos, and um, kind of like what Blake was saying, it's it's more of a beat 'em up. There's like essentially combos you can do, and uh, the storyline is it's pretty generic. I mean, you kind of just takes Greek mythology and applies it. You're basically like trying to at, at the beginning, you're kind of like working with the gods. I don't want to like say too much about the storyline, but essentially, well, you're like kind of. I would say that like the idea is generic, but the, the execution was really well done for God of War. Yeah, like, hey, it's just Greek mythology, person, yeah. and but how many times have we actually seen Greek mythology in a video game format, and, and, and especially having it presented. be this well done? Yeah, and having it presented yeah. like this. See, kind of when I first, I actually this game. this was one of the last games I ever played a demo of. You remember demos, like demo discs? <laughs> back in yeah. That? So this game came. I forget what game I bought. It may have been like I don't even know honestly. It may have been like Final Fantasy because I only had a handful of uh, PS2 games when this game came out. But uh, I played the demo, and the, the first level you play on, you're on this boat, and you don't really get, you don't, I don't think there was a cutscene uh, on the demo disc, and he basically just starts out, and he's just like, he like says something like really kind of like chilling, like it's kind of weird, like he says something like really aggressive, and then you're on this boat, and you just start killing things, and you're like, all right, I'm in, <laughs> like you have these two weapons that are like these uh, short swords that are on chains, and you can basically, he uses the chains to make. Um, his range a lot longer. So you have abilities where you can kind of hit close melee, and then you have like power hits that take a little bit longer to to use or cast. 
And then you can like pick people up. You can stab them with the weapons and then swing them around and hit other people with them. And it kind of dazes them for a second. And there's like all these different combos you get. And when you get experience, you get the opportunity when you uh, get enough experience or you get like this blood power when you kill stuff and you can use the blood power to power up certain abilities and you can choose to go like there's there's like five or six different things you can level up. Some of them are spells. Some of them are just your weapons in general. But uh, the the essential purpose of it is like you can kind of choose what path you want to go. And like I went straight into like powering up your your basic attacks because you, your combos get longer and more complex. So like it's kind of like um, just the essence of like yeah, it's very Dynasty Warriors. It's, it's, it's very Dynasty Warriors where like you basically will hit like you'll have one ability that's kind of like your basic attack, and then you'll have like a power attack. So you can do like basic, basic power, basic, basic, basic power, et cetera, et cetera. And you can like, but you can mix in throws with it. The throws are like really cool. And if a, if a mob is low and you're able to pick them up, you can just rip them in half. And like they do these like really graphic um, and kind of intense finishers. So like there's certain mobs that you can't really kill just by hitting them. If you do, it'll take like several minutes, but you'll get like this, this button um, key and it'll say like, you know, when you when you hit them and kind of daze them for a second, hit circle, and your character will, will like knock them down to the ground, and then you jump on top of them, and then it gives you another button command you have to hit. And if you time it, then your character will just stab them in the skull and just like splatter their brains everywhere. And sometimes oh, it's yeah. a matter of like spinning the the um, control sticks like on a PlayStation controller, or it's like tapping circle or doing like a certain button combination. And on bosses and stuff, they get like more and more in depth. And it's it's fun because like, you can do a variety of stuff. Like you could just go through if you want to just spam your auto attacks and just kind of, you know, spam your way through the game if you want to. Or you can do like really sick combos and like use enemies against themselves and like beat them. And there's a lot of uh, destructive elements in the the world that like, you can pick up or you can pick up people and throw them into barrels and you can break like concrete walls. There's like a lot of destructive material which is fun. And uh, the boss fights were. I don't want to say unique, but each one had its own kind of puzzle. Like the first one, like when you do the boat, you basically get to the boss and it's a three-headed hydra. And previously uh, in the level, you fought one hydra. And it was like pretty challenging. Like you can evade their abilities and then you can, uh, you hit the guy and you evade his abilities and you hit the guy. And you kind of repeat, rinse and repeat and it gets more complex. And then when you're ready to finish him, you have to do a series of button combinations in order to kill him. Pretty simple. It's not that bad. Like it takes most people do it on their first or second try. But when you get to the the main boss, the first one you fought was only one of the side heads. So there's two side heads and a main head. And the objective is to kill the two side ones, and then you work on the the main one. The two side heads, like I, it took me a few minutes to remember how to do it. But essentially, what you have to do is you have to beat them up enough and stay alive because they actually are pretty hard. You have to stay alive long enough to get them knocked down, and then you have to go over to the side. And you jump up these boxes, kind of to like a ledge, and you jump on this platform that has a big spike on the top of it, and you weigh it down, and it pierces its head, and it slams into the ground, and it basically pin- uh, keeps it there. And then you do it to both of them. Oh, and I then remember you go that. The- yeah, and the, the main one was really cool because you, like, you beat him up, kind of the same thing. But then you throw your weapons in him with the chains, and you slam his face into the mast of the boat, like the the mast is the thing that holds up the sails, right? Yes, the big so post in the middle. Okay. Yeah, so, so you smash his head. Do it. You re- you re- do it three times. And the third time, the post breaks, like so it leaves like this like splintery, jagged part. And then you take it, and he jumps down and drags his head through the post. And it's just like holy shit! Like it's just a very cool finish after doing like this entire encounter. And each level is like that. Like there's a there's an epic battle uh, throughout the rest of it. And you see like pretty much every not every but a lot of like Greek mythology type uh, creatures. Like you see Medusa. And after you kill a, a Medusa for the first time, you rip her head off and you keep it. And you can use it as an ability. You, like, use it on people and you, you cast it. And then it turns them to stone. And then you can just shatter them. 
And it's pre- it's pretty fucking cool. And then you find like Gorgons and stuff, and like the Gorgons are pretty massive. And there's like these ogre type things, which I don't really recognize from anything else really. They're just kind of big ogres. And they're really fun to fight because obviously they're very slow so you, and you're very agile so you can move side to side or even back and like keep fighting them. I and you can actually avoid getting hit most of the time if you like play it properly. And like the fighting was just really cool. The story is, it's okay. I mean, it's not, not, it's not something that like gets your blood going, I guess is the best way to put it. But Blake, how many of the titles have you played? Or have you? At all? Um, I've played all three of them. Well, I've played God of War 1, 2, and 3. I haven't played any of the PSP ones. Okay, I played one. I beat one, and I along. I didn't beat it this time, but I beat one, and I, I played part of two as well. And it was, it was fun. Like I, I think I'll continue to play it, possibly even beat it. Is uh, is the second one different enough from the first one to still be fun, or is? It I like- mean, it's a lot more of the same, but it's a continuation of the story. Which one of the reasons I hated that they continued the series is that. One really wrapped up the story pretty well. It was a very neat, tidy, concise game. It didn't need any more. And then they were like, well, the game did really well. You know, we kind of need to do more, don't we? It's kind of like Assassin's Creed, from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. That that essence. Yeah, but I mean, that's how companies are, right? They just drag titles into the dirt until (laughs) Assassin's Creed's on their, like, eighth title. Dude, I was watching this thing about talking shit about Assassin's Creed, and this guy was just like, yeah, it got so bad one year. I think it was last year, the year before. They released two titles in the same year. Like, think how crazy that is. Oh, right. Yeah, like like Black Flag and Unity, right? I heard Black Flag was really good, but I heard Unity had, like, I saw the bugs in it. Like there were yeah, parts you, where you had a shitload of bugs. Yeah, dude, yeah. you got. You, like, you, if was you haven't seen it. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, like literally anybody, just Google uh, glitches of, of Unity Assassin's Creed, and it's the funniest thing in the world. Because like it's like it looks like they started the game and they were just like, all right, this looks good. Let's uh, post production. Let's go. <laughs> let's just release it. I mean, we've got character models. We've got gameplay. We don't yeah. need anything more, right? Let's just the, the climbing's not send working it to properly. Print. Ah, they don't need it. Yeah, send it to print. This is day one. Ah, <laughs> just put a new title on it. Yeah, that, uh, oh, with the new Batman game, what is it, Arkham Knight? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Those were, like, those are kind of the two of the more recent, and Mortal Kombat uh, X are kind of, like, yep. the, the big ones recently that were just, like, or, you what? know, recently, over the past couple of years, had been just absolutely shit when they were, like, on, like, just as far as not working properly. It is partially our fault, though, and by our fault, I mean our, the consumers. Like, people need to oh, yeah. stop pre-ordering games, stop supporting the, the pre-order bonuses, stop doing the early access bullshit that is just going on. It's just absolute cancer, and it's just ruining. Oh, God. It's setting, like, unrealistic expectations for developers, too. Like, think about that. They released two major titles in one year. Like, most games do it in, what, one every two years? I mean, like, it's just so unbelievable that they did it, or 18 months, even. Ah, uh, made me so sad. Yeah, I feel like one is uh, the. I feel like one year is kind of like the minimum, or yeah, like and that's and that's if you're not really doing anything new. Mm-hmm. In between, I don't mind eighteen months or two years because you really like a lot of times what what end up happening is like if it's a series I really like, I'll end up playing the game again before the new one comes out because it, it has been long enough so oh it's been a year since i played god of war one and god of war two comes out in you know a couple months i'll play the first one again you know to get a little bit of a refresher on the story and get excited but when you have two titles in one year it's like oh what the, what like what am i gonna do here <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's 
kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Cool. Fun cool game. Then. Fun game. Definitely, it's definitely worth a, a try. It's a, it's a really fun hack and slash. The the, the visual. Oh, so like, now it's a hack and slash. I, <laughs> sorry, hack and slash side scroller RPG point click adventure with RPG elements. <laughs> Is that better? That's like better. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, the, the the I remember the graphics when it first came out are nuts, and there's a lot of titties and inappropriate language. Forgot about that. <laughs> that's, that's oh, yeah, I'm not lying, am I? Every so time you fight 13. the Medusa enemies. Am I wrong, Blake? Were there titties? You are not wrong. I didn't say you were wrong. <laughs> there's sex um, in the third one, right? Well, there's there is in all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Every single one has a mini game where you bang chicks. What? I need you, to did you not find this? It's on the boat that uh, you arrive in Athens on. I don't. I think I skipped it then. Yeah. Yourself an RPG fan. Yeah, because I did that part. <laughs> Man, this side scroller. It's a side scroller. <laughs> I mean, I always, I liked God of War, but I always thought that it was way overblown. Like, the gameplay is really it's pretty fun. simple for the most part. It's, it fun, is, but it's fun, but people are like, this is the best game ever. Oh, my God. Yeah, this gameplay is so great. And it's like, it's fun, but, like, chill out. It, it doesn't have yeah, anything I, special. It's a beefed up Streets of Rage, it, It's like Dynasty Warriors. Like, if somebody yeah. said, I'm good at Dynasty Warriors, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's that kind of feeling to me. Yeah, it's it's well, like I, a beefed up Streets of Rage or a super simplified uh, Devil May Cry. Oh god, that is it. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's that's kind of why I didn't really care for the game that much. Like it's just because like the mechanics for me kind of, like really didn't draw me in. And like I get like the overblown stylistic stuff. That's all really cool. But like I didn't have fun doing the actions of the game really like really you know, I, I did I, like the first couple levels then it just got kind of got old but like i totally understand why people like this game so much yeah for me like i the best part was it, the story isn't great but it's a really fun story it's not like it's super well written but it is fun and the setting itself is a it's a really cool setting it's a great use of greek mythology and i like that yeah. i like the way it's and the gameplay was fun I like it how it just dropped you right into it. Like you're, you're yeah. immediately yeah. just like, oh, okay, you're on a boat. Go. go slaughter these skeletons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh shit. There's and a he's like talking shit to Zeus the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Good game. It's cool. enjoyable. Cool. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game, boys. Good game. Good game. Good game. All right. Top three. Back to business. Top threes. We uh. We basically like figured this one out at the last second without any discussion whatsoever. So I don't know if it's going to be. Yeah, ready. I don't know if this we figured it out fine. is too. Is this too is going to be shit, and here's why. Try to, <laughs> try to give you guys some of the credit. Here's fair I'm warning. Sure. Fair <laughs> warning. Is gonna be so we're gonna do uh what what did I what did I call it in in our uh chat? Top, you top. know, I, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna call it top three aesthetically pleasing Nintendo games. Ooh. Okay. So what we mean by that is not necessarily the games that had the best graphics, but the games that like had the best art design, uh, or that used their graphics. Or both. Best. Or either. Or, or yeah, I mean, things. if you like the game because it looks really good on for a Nintendo system, I think that's fair. There you go. <clears throat> I feel like you're gonna cough and say something, but all right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, number three. Three. I'm gonna go with Kirby's Adventure. Woo! 
dude. Oh, nice. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. Great. I was like, damn. This graph. I was like, this has to be Super Nintendo. I forgot how good it looked. It looks amazing for a Nintendo yeah. game. The art. The, it's very colorful. It's a. It's like um kind of watercolory, and um just it's very nice. It's very soft. Very friendly, I guess you could say, and it looks fantastic. It's, it's not even looks- a game that I remember playing a lot when I was younger, but uh, after playing Kirby Superstar recently, I've been thinking about playing other Kirby games. And so I started to look into some of them, and I saw some of the art for Kirby's Adventure, and I was like, God, this game looked really, really good. When I saw the graphics, I was literally, I was like, no, this has to be wrong. This has to be Super Nintendo. I had to Google Super Nintendo, like, Kirby games to, like, see. I was like, really? <laughs> like, it was that good? Good choice. Like, it's just a fantastic use of the colors on the system. We don't see a lot of those colors that they use in many other games, especially not used as prominently as they're used yeah. in Kirby's Adventure. Like, there's a lot of very soft uh, greens and, and right. blues and pinks. And, and it's, very, all, it's very, all very bright. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not a lot of bold, deep colors like you'd see. Like in Mega Man, like the blue on Mega Man, you don't see what? Uh, that's not it, – it's a very different way than the design of Kirby's Adventure. Was the music as good in that one as it was in some of the later ones? I, I don't remember the music I in think that one. I think it was. I think Kirby's Adventure had very good music. It, it probably isn't on the level as something like uh, Superstar, Kirby Superstar, but mm-hmm. I remember it being very good still. Nice. So I'll go next, Robert. Uh, my number three was Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. What did you like about it? Uh, pretty much everything Blake just said. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's the same. It's the same stuff. I just, I just, I still can't believe how good the graphics are in that game. It's freaking nuts. It is absolutely crazy to me. All right, my number three is uh, Munch, on, on the last episode. <laughs> on the last episode, or maybe it was one before that. I couldn't even pronounce this game. I didn't remember how it was pronounced, but I do remember the look of the game itself. This is Astyanax. Astyanax. Um, which is like a side-scrolling hack-and-slash type game. Uh, you oh, point-click adventure? Uh, point-click adventure or <laughs> fighter. RPG. <laughs> yeah, fighting game. <laughs> Can we just uh, start describing all of our games like that? It's a turn-based <laughs> RPG point-and-click RTS with first-person shooter on it. So anyway... The the things that the thing that stood out always to me about this game, like even like back in the day, I always thought it looked really cool because the characters or the main character and like the bad guys were a lot larger than they are in, than they were yeah. in most games of that time, yeah. and uh, like that alone just kind of like made it stand out. And they did a pretty good job with the art on top of that, and then also like the bosses look totally sick. Like yeah, like probably. a lot of the game looks okay. The backgrounds look pretty awful and everything. If there's anything yeah. that this game does right, the bosses look awesome. You said it's such they, they are so cool. Got me like uh, Jay here. Hi. Check this out. You guys at home won't be able to see this, but uh, go Google image search. They try hard enough. <laughs> oh, I'm looking right now. That boss design is really, really cool. Which one is it the wow. one that you're... Uh, this is the Medusa. Oh, oh I okay, vaguely yeah. remember this game. Was this an arcade game at some point? I think it may have been, uh, probably with better graphics. Huh, I might have to actually take a look into that game. You mean even better graphics? Well, uh, yes. All right, Robert. <laughs> Whatever. This is a Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Let's be realistic here. <laughs> All right, uh, Blake, number two. 
Um, hold on, I gotta look. Uh, I actually know what it is. Uh, my number two is a game that I haven't played, but that I've watched a lot of other people play through, and I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, actually. It's a game that I, I really need to get around to at some point, and it is Little Samson. Uh, this game came out very, very, very late in the Nintendo's life cycle. I believe the Super Nintendo may have actually been out at this point when this game came out for Nintendo. So at this point, um, developers working with the Nintendo Entertainment System know very, very, very well what they're doing and how to get the most out of it and how to make everything look really good. And Little Samson is probably the greatest example of what was possible with the Nintendo and it looks fantastic. Everything about the game is well done. The map is amazing. The backgrounds are amazing. Uh, the clouds in the background look really good. Like you contrast the clouds from Little Samson to something like Super Mario Brothers, and you can see where the development abilities went over the years for this system. And it just the whole game looks amazing. I'm looking at some sick ass mountains right now. <laughs> yeah, probably probably the world map, if I had to guess. Uh, no, it looks like it's just a background. In game, okay. Yeah. It's all of it looks great. The oh, characters yeah, look map. a little goofy. They look a, like the characters look slightly out of place, is what it is. The characters look fine, but they feel slightly out of place with how wonderfully realistic almost the rest of the graphics are. Oh yeah, I can see that. I see what you mean. Awesome. Yeah, this is this was a good one. How's my mouth? J A. <laughs> J A. Why'd you say my name is two syllables, Roberto? Two syllables. Terber. <laughs> What's your number two? Uh oh shit. Where's my list? There it is. My number two is Zelda One, the the one that Blake talked about for today's podcast, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you obviously talked about the quality of the game, but I I don't know. I uh, When we talked about games that have impressive graphics or things that uh, really stuck out in your mind, the first Zelda really stuck out to me. Like, there's not as many, like, the games you both you guys just linked, the, the uh, graphics aren't obviously as good. Like, they're not as detailed, like the boss fights. But there's just something special about it, and the fact that every screen was just a big square and the map was a giant-ass rectangle, and, like, they did so much, and they created different... Um, like not weather, but there was like you know the sandy areas. There's a mountain areas. There's like a forest area. Different terrain, had, yeah. Yeah, different terrains, and like I don't know. I feel like it was done really, really like, well. Especially a, a lot of the world has a very different feel to it all over the place. It's really, really nice. Um, and there's the different creatures thing, usually in the different areas. I think one of the things the game does maybe the best is like the bosses, the design of the bosses in that game. They don't look the best, but they feel very, yeah. very imposing. Like, you fight dragons with four heads, and it's like, holy shit, this is a dragon with four heads. And you can avoid damage yeah, if you're true. good. That's what that's, that's what I love about games. Like, like the other thing, alright, to go back to me talking about Zelda really quick. Um, the music in the original Zelda, very good, except oh, very repetitive. Uh, yep. If you get yeah. stuck in one dungeon for more than half an hour, if, like, if you're in... Out. <laughs> like I got stuck in uh, the eighth dungeon, I think, on second quest for like one or two hours, and it's just the same. <laughs> over and over and over. The um. Anyway, back to the top three. 
The intro no, music no. when you turn the game on is so good. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah. It's I still let it just totally run. Iconic. The world map music is amazing. That it's just got this super great adventure feel to it. Let's talk about the best music in games. <laughs> oh, <scared. laughs> we don't we'd have to dedicate two podcasts to that, let's be honest. <laughs> like, come on, jeez. Um, I think we've already actually done that also. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'll go back. I'll go back and check the archives. <laughs> the archives. <laughs> Robert. Robert, what's your number two? Let me see what I got here. What number got? two, Metroid. Ah, that was uh, that was originally on my list. Uh, just just purely again, the graphics aren't really any better than any other Nintendo game, but they but they. Used them. They created a really good feel of like seclusion mm-hmm. in this game, and that's and really just the whole atmosphere that they that they made with just like the really dark backgrounds all over the place, and like everything around you is dark, and it just feels empty. Uh, and then like the walls and stuff are like kind of organic looking at sometimes, and more kind of mechanic at other times. Other uh, brain was really cool too. Graphically, yeah, it's and, oh, and of course the, of course the design of uh of Samus, yeah. alone is really really and good. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Metroid. Samus isn't a girl. You remember having that argument in grade school? <laughs> it's not a girl, dude. I don't. Think I, I don't think I had. A girl. I think you know. Actually, I think the first time I heard about it was before Super Metroid came out in Nintendo Power. <laughs> I never played Metroid, really. and none of my friends did growing up. Yeah, you knew yeah, if somebody I... beat the game if they thought Samus was a girl or boy, like that. Because you, it's like you know, at the very end, she takes off her helmet, and uh, I remember first time I saw, it, I was like, "Holy shit, that's a chick!" And then I said to somebody, "Like Samus isn't a girl." Ah, you didn't beat the game. <laughs> Burned. Got him. Slammed. Welcome to the Japan. God. Okay. Uh, oh shit. Sure. Number so number one. ones, am I am I first now? I don't even remember. So. Yeah, you're first. All right, all right. My number one game, uh, visually for the Nintendo system, uh, not only has great use of graphics and gameplay, but also in its cinematic storytelling. And it was far ahead of its time doing this. And my number one game is Ninja Gaiden Two. Uh, nice, good one. Um, just in the gameplay, like the very first stage, you're jumping across these uh, building tops and all this. It's got neon lights all over the place. The background is this starry night sky. And it looks fucking fantastic. And then you beat the first stage and it gets into the first sequence of these cutscene-esque things going on where they have like these uh, little like almost comic book vignettes that slide across the screen and then the quote camera is kind of moving around across the character faces and all this um it like it shows the characters in great detail cool nice. telling this story this story that's not very good or anything but it's really interesting <laughs> yeah exactly i mean at the time there wasn't a whole lot going on on consoles as far as storytelling is mm-hmm. concerned and this one was no exception but they told the story in a better way than probably any other game on the system. And they did it through some really impressive visuals. Sweet. Sweet. Sweet, dude. Sweet. Sweet. 
Streets. No, we're not doing this again. We're not doing this again. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so my number one, uh, I, I, I originally had this as my as lower on the list, but I realized that I really like the graphics of this game for multiple reasons. It was a unique perspective. They had a, a backdrop or a background that was moving. It only moved between, like I think, like three different screens, but it was really cool, and it created a nice visual element. Um, it's Punch-Out. I... I don't. Mm. That was the first uh. game I ever played from that perspective, and it was really cool because it puts you in the place of a boxer. Because you know you're obviously it's a third person, but you still kind of get the feeling that this person's swinging towards you. And in the background, you have all these faces in the crowds that are very low detailed, but there's flashing lights and cameras, so it makes it seem like there's actually a crowd there. And the graphics are pretty good. I mean, you could obviously identify who was muscular, who was thinner, and it was just really well done, and Punch Out is a game that holds a really special place in my heart. So it was just, I don't know, especially for the time, it was really well done. I can respect that. Like, uh, I mean, fighting King Hippo, yeah, Bald Bull, there's Bald Bull, dude, the charge, the charge, oh, the whole animation of it, the build up, Sandman, how he looks, Soda Popkinski, dude. <laughs> They did. A, they did. They really did do a really good job with a lot of the visuals in that game. Just because, like, the boxers some of those had, like, boxers are super, impo- super imposing yeah. because of the fact of their design. Mr. Dream. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually considered that one for my list as well. It's, it looks really good. It's really. I cool. thought about it, but like, uh, while the boxers have great designs, the rest of it feels really lacking for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that. My number one is a game ca- called 3D World Runner. Did you all ever what? play this? I don't think so. I think I've heard the name, but I never played it. Send a pick. This is really uh, I, I don't have anything. Just just do a Google search for it. You'll find it. Uh, and this is a game where you're running, uh, like it's okay. So the the point of view is like third person over the shoulder. And it's a lot like Space Harrier 2, where, like, or I, I, I guess probably Space Harrier 1, although I've never played it, where it's like you're behind the guy and your character is running forward, and okay. you control him to move, like, left and right, basically, while he's running, or you can tell him to jump. And uh, there's, like, these bad guys kind of all over the place. you got to sort of, like, dodge the bad guys and get these stars and jump over pits and stuff while he's running. It's, it's kind of like a futuristic type setting or it kind of like fantasy slash sci-fi setting some of it's some (laughs) some of it's like just kind of like almost sort of like mario like and then other levels are more like space more outright just like kind of like space but you're just behind your character and you're running and the way that they make like the foreground sort of roll or the or the background rather like roll towards you and become the foreground while he's running uh, I was always really, I, when, when I first got this game, you know, when I played it back in the day, I thought that was really cool. And it's still pretty impressive to see, uh, for a Nintendo game, because there weren't really any other games that tried to do this. And, uh, the game was pretty fun. It wasn't great. It got, it gets super frustrating, uh, after, like, the second level. But, uh, it's, it's, the, the visuals just look really cool, and it varies from level to level. Like, you're doing the same thing every level. And really, a lot of the like mechanics and even the bad guys are the same, but they sort of just change the skins and make some of the bad guys do different things. But um, every level is still like looks really cool in its own similar but different way. It's like every level pretty much looks the same with just a different color scheme almost, uh, but they all look really cool. I've actually seen a play through this game, and I was considering it having 
I was considering having it on my list, even though I've never oh, played really? it and I've only seen a little bit of it played, because the use of three, the way that they make the 3D work in the game right. is like astoundingly good for the Nintendo system. The, yeah. We didn't see anything like this on consoles again until Sonic 2 and 3, I feel like, where they did similar-ish things with their bonus stages. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's like it's amazingly well done to, ha- to be able to make some kind of a 3D on the Nintendo ses- system and have it be this well executed is very, very, very impressive. Yeah, I agree. It's really cool. Just just go uh, just do a quick Google search for 3D World Runner if you haven't heard of this game. And it's a it's a really cool looking game. All right. So that's it for top threes. I think we have yeah, on track yes. tonight, boys. We're on the track tonight. Dude, we're we under two hours job. so far. But <laughs> so far, oh god. Oh, we have but mails. we have mails. we have four Good. emails this time. Let's do it. Uh oh. Fucking nailing it on the emails right now. Mailing your mom on emails. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, thanks everybody for sending us emails. Absolutely. We like reading. We like getting lots of emails and reading lots of emails. The more, the better. The longer so the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, we'll, 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 we can live with that. Absolutely. We can't live with it's not getting Robert talks because it makes us sad. Hmm. Do you want me to read one or talk or just talk about them for another minute? Talk about Metal Gear Solid for a few minutes and then go into the emails. What do you think, What do you think, Blake? Well, I want or, Blake to do the Blake. Solid Snake voice really bad. No, no. I, my throat is messed up enough right now, so I'm not going to do All it. Right. Okay, I, I, instead <laughs> I'll just read an email then. Cool. Uh, so this is from JT. It's me. My yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the subject is drowning. Uh-oh. His email what? says... I'm drowning. <laughs> help me. What? I Please help. This. I haven't read this. <laughs> That's the whole email. <laughs> <laughs> I read it two weeks later. <laughs> oh, shit. I should have called somebody. <laughs> he sends a follow-up email. Drowned. No text. <laughs> So I haven't read this yet, but I have a feeling it has to do with one of two games. Uh, So he says, good day, chaps. Yes, I'm British. Big fan of of the podcast. Makes my commute home more enjoyable. And due to the colossal length of each episode. (laughs) (laughs) He knows what's up. I bet he liked that last one a lot then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That marathon episode. You probably took a roundabout way home to get home later. <laughs> no, my commute's normally two hours. I'll take the scenic route. Two and a half hours. <laughs> and due to the colossal length of each episode means it makes the majority of my commutes home from work nice. more enjoyable. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. I was listening to one of the most recent episodes when someone mentioned having the Sonic Drowning music as a ringtone. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this reminded me of the period of time where I had the Sonic Drowning music as a morning alarm on my phone. <laughs> oh, oh so man. God, that's terrifying. How would you ever that... get out of bed? <laughs> How would you ever get out of your room and not just collapse on the floor in a hyperventilating mess? <laughs> Holy shit, that's just pretty intense. Up <gasps> <laughs> oh my Never gosh, I that. could not take that. Uh, I th- I think I must have really disliked my girlfriend. 
Now possibly, <laughs> now possibly due to this, my ex-girlfriend. As the panic that music induces first thing in the morning is horrendous, though I must say extremely effective. Scrambling around, trying to find the phone, and hit snooze before the final wop 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 sound of a drowning hedgehog blasts out of it is an experience that no one can fall back asleep from afterwards. I believe it. Uh, heart beating out of chest, girlfriend screaming at you, it makes you want to go to work. I don't recommend this for anyone with a heart condition or a shred of sanity. <laughs> I have a few other classic gaming stories I'd love to share with you chaps, which I'll send in in the not-too-distant future. Oh, man, what a tease. Right? Yeah, I'm looking forward this, to that. Now, you set me I, up. Yeah. You're me hard here. Seriously. I'm glad I didn't read this earlier. Blue uh, like a certain hedgehog. Hey! <laughs> He goes into a ball. Yeah, he turns into a ball too. He does. Yeah, that's true. Uh oh. You might have to take that image, dude. Uh oh. No, no, I don't want to think about that image at all. Do a Twitch image. (laughs) Oh. He says. He says keep keep up the cracking podcast. You're very British, fellow JT. (laughs) Thanks, JT. I hear anybody with initials JT is really handsome. So. Uh, okay. Next email. Thanks, JT, for that one. This one is from CJ. Again, he says, so this, so the subject is Android port recommendations. He says, hey guys, CJ again. I was wondering if you can recommend any classic game ports for Android that don't suck. I he he means like emulators, basically? Mm, or no. ones downloadable off the shop, because, yeah. yeah so, I think he well, means primarily ones downloadable off the shop, yeah. Okay. Keep going. Because I, I says, dealt with this uh, all week. That's funny. Okay, okay. He says, I see ports of Final Fantasy, including Tactics, that all seem to have poor reviews. I also see Baldur's Gate ports that get mixed reviews. Do you have any experience with any of the Android ports? So I know the Final Fantasy Tactics they released onto the Android store is really good. I thought he was talking about emulator old ports, but I've heard the Final Fantasy Tactics, the new one that came out for the OS, or for the Android, is really, really well done. I heard the graphics and everything. It's like a PSP, basically. Um, but damn, I'm trying to think. There was one I think we talked about at one point that was maybe Final Fantasy VI that had like a completely was very very bad. Yeah, the third one was pretty good though, right Blake? Final Fantasy 3. Wasn't that the really good one? Um or is it 4? It... Um, it's got to be one of those that had a good port. But um I, I so what I found out is I found this out this weekend cuz I was trying to download I was playing Pokemon this week cuz I was a uh, I was up north um camping and uh, I was like playing Pokemon with my in my free time. And uh what I found out is you can actually download all the emulators that are that you have to pay for on the app store for free if you just google them you just google the name of them so i was downloading like emulators for every single console ever and just playing old games and stuff so i wonder if you could probably do the same thing maybe just google like the name of the game and then the specific operating system you have or device because the thing is like with like Baldur's gate that might be really hard to run unless you have like a really good tablet like i don't know i feel like that'd be hard on phones I, don't, I mean, it's an older game, yeah. so I, I just think it might be kind of awkward to play. Apparently, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic also came to uh, Android and iOS, maybe? Hmm. Really? Um, it, it depends who so, does it. If oh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right, it, yeah. If it's a fan who does it, it's one thing. If the company actually releases it and charges, like, that's usually a completely different thing. A lot of times, those are good. Obviously, not all the time, but, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that's my experience so far, at least. 
Okay. Yeah, the Final Fantasy VI on the, that version I will never recommend because it has some of the most offensive, visually offensive art. Not because it's like... Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love the, the reviews. Looks... They're freaking priceless. <laughs> They're fun to read, but not to eat. Uh, <laughs> um, I from everything I can see, apparently the Baldur's Gate ports are supposed to be pretty good. Are you just googled around? Yeah, I'm looking around, finding some. Uh, yeah, if you've been released on there, if you're having trouble finding them in the store, definitely just Google and get them elsewhere. Like the store is nice, but they really cater to the um, cater to the developer. They don't really give a shit about you, and a lot of companies I feel like are fluffing a lot of their reviews as well on the App Store. Probably. So, I mean, it's so easy. You, you ever go on the App Store and you just read the same person does the same exact review for 60 different games? They say the exact same thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're not paid. Yeah, like you see the same thing all over Metacritic all the time. That's what happened to Yelp. Yelp oh, got yeah. criticized for that. They, you can basically buy reviews from them now. Or like instead of having 60 reviews, there will be an account that will give a game, like a new AAA release, a 10 out of 10, and that's the oh, only yeah. thing they have reviewed. <laughs> And they just made their account the day before the review and all this. The, that's on, you can find a lot of that on Amazon too. It's funny because you can, you, really? it's like usually really obvious. Like people who like give a real review on Amazon were like, yeah, this, this game or whatever was really cool and, uh, did the trick. And, and it's awesome. Five stars. And then like, but somebody you can tell was paid. They're like, I purchased blah, 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 like, Perfectly spelled, all you know, perfectly capitalized. Oh yeah! Because I needed help with this and that, and it was fun for the whole family because it helped me with this problem and that. Sounds one. like and an infomercial. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. God. Uh, so, C- so CJ continues. Uh, also, have you heard any updates on the Kickstarter Final Fantasy tactics like Unsung Heroes? I was going to ask that, Blake. I have not been keeping up with it at all. Do you remember the name of it? Unsung okay, Heroes. I actually... Well, it's Unsung Heroes. I actually looked into this. Um, he, he says, I think that's the name. That, that is the name. I recall yeah. you mentioning, mentioning it on an earlier podcast. So apparently, it was supposed to come out last month. What? Really? The that last, Yeah. The last update they provided was May. May 15th. That's not and that then, bad. Well, but they haven't said anything about when they think it's they haven't even addressed the fact that it's late like they uh, haven't said anything okay so mm. apparently some people have like sent them messages on their facebook page and have had some luck getting responses there and the response is like we're running a little bit behind we're trying to get everything just right we'll send out an update soon soon TM. so they basically have a me running their social right. media they don't give their social media people <laughs> any information that, that's pretty much what I just heard yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's how it always oh, is oh that's my company I'll be like ah, I need an update on this yeah we don't have that just uh, keep delaying <laughs> we don't have that just BS something <laughs> and it'll be that. delay that's my uh, title appar- professional bullshitter yep apparently uh, up until February of this year like it had been quite a long time since anybody had heard anything and so, like, it took a lot of poking and prodding to get them to start, like, giving updates of some sort. Oh, it's like, check out these screenshots. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, it's uh, really fucking I'm annoying. I'm scared, boys. I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. I, like... I was worried. I mean, it's got a lot of people... It had a few names on there that was like, oh, this person apparently has a decent history of working with some good games. But then again, it's a startup company that has typically done mobile games and all this shit. And now they're being tasked with a pretty 
big project and they might not know what they're in store for. And what do you know? They Is didn't. it common for these things to not be I imagine they're all delayed. Am I wrong to assume that? Uh, it seems no, like a that's lot not of the the... Kickstarter projects are delayed. I don't recall a Kickstarter that wasn't delayed. Yeah. Okay, the, good ones, <laughs> the good ones will like keep you posted and be like, yeah, sure. sorry, we're running behind because of this and this and that. And here's our estimate for when it's going to be out. It, as opposed to just silence. Nothing. Just yeah. like, here's a screenshot. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, here's a screenshot. <laughs> They're like, boss, everybody's getting mad on the internet. Send them a screenshot. Send him a box to hide under. <laughs> oh yeah, I can I can get with I can get down yeah, with that. You can get behind that, can't you, Robert? Uh-huh. Poontang. Uh <laughs> Um so anyway, yeah, unfortunately Unsung Story is looking uh, is just it's questionable. Just getting, it's just getting fucking yeah. out of hand at this point. Like that's on that's unreal. This on, is uh, this is just absolute shit, basically. Um and let's see. Keep up the great work. I would rate you on iTunes, but I don't drink the apple Kool-Aid. Thanks. Hey, nice, nice, nice <laughs> wording. I, see, I appreciate that. So I mean, that, that's like, a five-star review right there. Yeah, so do I. I knew you'd like that. I, yeah, we'll count that as I a five-star review in our hearts. Yep. You know, I actually, I think that means more to me than a review does. So thanks. Me too. 100,000%. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no way. 100,000%. It's a lot of percentage. Uh, all right, next one is from... Uh, he, he says his name is someone. Hi, someone. His subject is Solid Fantasy, a fan letter. See how he's bringing it all together? Wait, what? See what he's doing right there? Think about Do it. Do I need for to be high for this, Robert? No, you just need to have common sense. Okay. Uh, his message is Hey, guys. First of all, a huge thank you for the podcast. I discovered it a couple of months ago, and just as some others of your fans, I started from the beginning. Oh, God, why? <laughs> I need to delete those. I know. No, I'm actually going to record a little, like, intro to the first one to add to that one, just to be like, if you don't like these first couple episodes, then just skip to number, like, eight or nine. Yeah, that's where we really uh, got to I actually was going to do listen that today. To I was literally going to do that today, but then I started having internet trouble. I had to deal with that all day. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, they're a little bit rough. He says, I started from the beginning and have now devoutly devoured all of the episodes. Damn. It feels, yeah. It feels kind of frustrating to have to wait for new episodes now, but it's a good kind of frustration, just like in a difficult game that makes you curse and rage, but also makes you feel awesome and <laughs> find manage to get to the next level. <laughs> like Battletoads. Oh, come on, Blake. Not too like soon. <laughs> not, not like this. Not like this. <laughs> So yeah, I've really enjoyed listening to the podcast. I know this following part might make you cringe, but I have to say that I like your rambling. <laughs> Some might say unprofessional <laughs> style. <laughs> Good. It makes, it, it, makes the show it makes the show feel alive and personal. You're not doing this to please an audience, but because you love playing and talking about games. I don't mind listening to the bits about broken keyboards and Robert spilling water <laughs> on himself. <laughs> 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 I do. If it, means, if, it means, <laughs> if it means that the energy is there. I love your podcast as much for the humor and entertainment value as for the in-depth discussion of old games. Goddamn, dude. That's hella nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will say, I'll stop right here because uh, he's got some more in a second, but hold on. I got to clear my throat real bad. He's crying. Robert's crying, Blake. He's crying. <laughs> he's got blow his nose. <laughs> 
But I, I will say like that that um like we do I like that is kind of something that I've tried to do and I think we all sort of have tried to do in the podcast is not try to be like super professional really or like you know like I'm really measured out and everything oh, but more or less just kind of like throw out a format and then just kind of see what happens and have fun with it and not yeah, really absolutely. take it too seriously. Try not to take three hours. I prefer that, it organic instead of... It was of two hours. A script. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that is a good way of putting it. Like, I, we're, I kind of wanted this to be <clears throat> more of like an <clears throat> organic thing where it's us just like having fun talking about games and I kind of felt like that would come across as a more fun thing to listen to than if we were like, now for the news. Yeah. <laughs> Unsung <laughs> Heroes <laughs> news. is a fucking pile of shit now. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad that, that people, uh, seem to appreciate the way that we're approaching yeah. it. Cause that's kind of what I've been Which trying to do. It's pretty much a YOLO approach. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. It really is. We just, we basically, we get a guideline. We have our top three. We know that we want to do news. We know that there will be, like, there's a structure, to, there's a format, but aside from that, we pretty much just come into it with, like, I played this game and I got to think of some things to talk about about it. Okay, I'll remember to do that. Right. Basic breakdown, graphics, gameplay, story, and music. Right. And then call our game every single genre. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Point-click adventures with the RPG elements, RTS, and first-person shooter. So he say, uh, he continues. <laughs> <and say, laughs> Robert, good segue. Fuck you, Robert. <laughs> 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 to, to, take part, to take part in the long-continuing debate of who of the podcasters is the coolest of the bunch. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> I'm going to guess. Hold on. Just, let's, let's take bets. I think he's going to say Robert because he's already kind of circled there. All Robert. I think so, too. Uh, this is what I think. At first, it annoyed me how how often Blake and Jay would pick on Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says that. Now. I don't. I don't exactly love it now either. But I've never realized. But I've realized that the three of you complement each other perfectly. Robert is the analyzing, inquiring explorer. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's about one game. He's- <laughs> one franchise He's an analyzing really. inquiring explorer who likes to dig deep into what makes a game good or bad Blake is the scholar who knows obscure who knows <laughs> He's gonna be like Jason Fuckdard. Blake is the scholar <laughs> who knows obscure bits of trivia about just about just any game he has ever touched and oh, Jay much, yeah. <laughs> and Jay dot 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 <laughs> well, oh god! <laughs> and Jay, oh, god. dot dot dot. Well, let's put it this way: if the podcast was a court, then Rob would be the king, Blake his trusted advisor, and Jay the jester. <laughs> <laughs> the only person, <laughs> the only person who can insult everyone and everything as he pleases. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a sick ass outfit. You guys look like a retard. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All, all three are needed for the balance to be just right. <laughs> That's good. It, the, the, no. the analogy works depressingly well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Now that I've offended at least some of you enough, I'm sure you're extremely interested 
in hearing my suggestions for the show. Oh god. I think we are. Don't are aren't you Blake? Don't uh, answer. Definitely. Don't ask sure. Blake. You know that I'm gonna be like, nah. <laughs> Actually, there's only really one thing, and even that's more of an encouragement. Don't be afraid to talk at length about a particular game or topic. Yes! Oh, oh God. God. Why? We, we already talk- have. That's the thing. We will remember this day. <laughs> the day that I was vindicated. Oh, no, you're not no. vindicated. Don't, Especially don't forget, the- Rob, we still have tactics. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you want to start that again? We'll play tactics, both of us, the same week. We're gonna like get in a battle where y'all yep, are playing yep, fantasy, playing fantasy <laughs> tactics every single episode, and I'm just playing Metal Gear Solid every episode. <laughs> it's it's like the Cold tactics. War in here, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's perfect. Actually. Uh, let's see. Especially if you're covering, especially if you're covering a lesser known title. It's great to hear specific stuff about the gameplay, story, what kind of experience you had with the game, and so on. Rob's Kingdom Hearts rant has oh. been one of the highlights of the entire podcast. What? All right. <laughs> I enjoyed it because Kingdom Hearts getting shit on. I mean, that's something I'm almost I'm all for personally. So <laughs> always up for that. <laughs> I used to really uh, like that. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. Things change. It oh. happens. He says, "So keep them coming." Before I wrap this up, I want to quickly throw out a couple of top three suggestions. Ooh. Um, I've, been, those... I've, I've been playing some classic 16-bit platformers lately, and noticed okay. how much I enjoy the sound design in games like Sonic the Hedgehog or Donkey Kong Country. All the bounces, item noises, and enemy grunts just sound really, really cool. If you feel up to it, a top three sound effects would be a pretty one, a pretty fun one to hear from you guys. Let me write that down. Hold on before I forget. We can probably do that sometime. I'm, I'm having trouble thinking of what I would do for that. I know what my number one would be. Um, the, it's the other two spots that I would have a, a bit of trouble with. Mine would probably be Metal Gear Solid. Oh, my. Robert, stop. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I can handle you. Uh, so that would be a pretty fun one to hear. Another top three I would suggest is Flawed Masterpieces. Some of the most interesting games ever made have been flawed in some respects and phenomenal in others. One example is Arcanum, the, open, the open-ended the open RPG that Robert played a while ago. A more recent one is Deadly Premonition. There's something about a game that tries to reach for the skies even if it doesn't quite make it. Now, See, uh, I, my un- I, for me, that kind of sounds up. like where we named a bunch of the games where um, they, like, they haven't aged as well. That's... Kind of what I think of when I hear that. Because, like, for me, I like Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time are still great games, but they were also very, very flawed. And Majora's Mask is better. Well. <laughs> uh, too easy, Blake. You mad, bro? Too easy. <laughs> nice bait, mate. <laughs> eight out of eight. Yeah, Blake I'm not bait, sure mate. if I could, regardless <laughs> of whether that's the same thing, I don't know if I could come up with a good list, because, like... I don't know. Flawed masterpieces is kind of a fine line because every game is flawed in some way. The other thing is, I mean, like like, you have a lot of repeats from what we've talked about in the past. From a lot of things we've talked about, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. I could name plenty of things that are wrong with Final Fantasy Tactics, Mm -hmm. Um, Ocarina of Time, Final Fantasy VI. 
these are games that we talk very RPG, highly of. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, like these are things like I always try to go out of my way to not like completely fanboy over a game. Like if a game is messed up, a game is messed up, and I I try to make myself admit that. Like with tactics, that game, if you know how to break it, it is way too broken. And really, really easy. Very easy. Like calculators in general are stupid. TG Sid, ridiculously overpowered character. Um, the translation has a lot of issues, and uh, um, little money. Do you remember that, Jay? Little money? No. It's in. Um, so you get to the prologue battle, mm-hmm. and you get into uh, where it it starts the flashback, and you're at yeah. Dorter, or not Dorter, but uh, the. You're at the first Magic battle City. where you actually get to choose your characters. Yeah, and yeah. the intro for Chapter 1 at that point starts off t- talking about what what's going on. It sets up the world and the narrative. It tells you, mm-hmm. uh, like, everybody's poor and all these some of these people yeah. have little money. And it takes, <laughs> like, it writes out every individual letter one its own word. letter <laughs> I thought you were going to say how, how difficult time. that battle was, but then I remember Wait, the what way is it? talking. Well, Dorter Trade City Battle is pretty bad. That Why is really that? I, I have no idea. <laughs> you make me want to play Final Fantasy Tactics, boys. We better That's play. pretty weird. Yeah, that never happens. We never want to play that game. Yeah, keep talking. It's going to happen. <laughs> I am going to play once a year for the podcast, or is not on okay? God. Um, <laughs> might end up doing that regardless. Uh... <laughs> uh, play, so... play hard mode together. Oh, God. Played hard mode football. <laughs> hard mode pharmacy yeah, yeah. tactics. It's so hard. But uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, like for me, I feel like that'd be a lot of repeat stuff that we've talked about before. I kind of think so too. Yeah. Um. But we'll we'll look into the top three sound effects ones. That one could definitely. Be good. Yeah. That one could be good if I can think of like the right games because I'm having trouble. Like nothing really comes to mind immediately for me. But we'll give it some thought for sure. That's I've got one. one, and then it's like the other two. Like, which what sound effects do I really, really like? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm. Anyway, we'll, we'll think. We'll give that some thought. Um. Uh, let's see. To close this off, this summer has been quite a stressful period for me for various reasons, and listening to you guys going on about old games has really helped me to relax and take my mind off things. And as go on as, too. As yep. As long as you'll keep the show going, I will be listening to it. So again, thanks. Awesome. Thanks, uh, someone. Keep emailing. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep emailing. Shout out to and someone. And also, huh? <laughs> Shout out to Shout someone. Shout out to someone. That guy's cool. Yeah. His email actually, he wrote, is someone at somewhere.com. <laughs> no shit. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to make an email address there. Oh, man. Uh, um, oh yeah. And so another thing is, I always forget to say this, but, Everybody tell every single person you know to listen to the podcast because we suck at getting the word out about the podcast. <laughs> we suck, word. excuse me? <laughs> yeah, you never asked us to do it. Blake's really good about promoting I'm not trying stream. to put all I'm, the blame I'm, on you no, guys. I, I've, I literally have a command on my channel now for the podcast. Dude, Blake. I Blake's started fine. using our Twitter account. Yeah, yeah finally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What did you do, Jay? Started using our Twitter account. I work. <laughs> That's what I, I work. <laughs> okay. All the stuff you guys are talking All about is right. what I do for Cooler Master. Come on now. Oh man. Okay. Oh, can you can you can you give us a shout out on there on their on their Twitter account? Uh, I don't think so. 
<laughs> I don't want them to uh, know that. <laughs> All right, last email. This one's from Jeffrey. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna say his name is Wachter. It's W A C H T E R. He wrote in a couple weeks ago. He may have written in a couple times. Can't tell if it's Wachter. I'm gonna say Wachter. I'm gonna go with Wachter. Yeah. He correct me if he wants to. Uh, hey dudes, sorry to say that I'm a few episodes behind because because I took nine weeks off work. I am glad that I have something to look forward to when I go back. When I do go back, I've been getting my Blake the Hedgehog fix on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Blake the Hedgehog coming in, coming in hot. <laughs> but I definitely miss Jay and that other guy. <laughs> Robert, shut down. That last guy circle jerked you so hard, and this guy was like, yeah, whatever that guy's name is. Oh, that made my night. All right, thanks for that. (laughs) I just wanted to give some feedback on Secret of Evermore, since I know it is one of Jay's favorites, and you guys are always pandering for emails. I really loved the game overall. Uh, It had a great sense of humor, and the story kept me interested. The battle system, however, was not very enjoyable to me. I thought that the normal enemies were w- were too easy, except that the targeting was not well done. Swinging the weapons was too slow, and the recharge for attacks was a good concept, but took so long that the battles became redundant. Swing, run around, swing, run around, yeah. swing, run, etc. Uh, the bosses had insane amounts of HP. I wouldn't say that they were hard, just that they took forever. The dog was so OP that he killed most of the bosses. Yeah, for dude. Later That's on, the awesome. dog was OP as shit. <laughs> Verminator was insanely difficult, and I got right. Stuck. Oh my god, dude! Oh, that boss pissed me off. And I got stuck at a few other parts uh, simply because I could not see which part of the screen I could walk off to another area. Uh, I also thought the spells and weapons leveling up was an excellent concept, but was imbalanced. It took so much grinding if you wanted to level them up. It happened very little in the flow of the game. I had a lot of fun with Evermore, but I don't think I will play it again. The uh, the cool the the thing that irritated me about it was that if you like, let's say you had a tier one weapon and you leveled it to tier three on like higher level mobs, the first couple levels weren't faster because they're higher level mobs. I feel like they should have scaled it. Like you got more oh, okay. experience the lower level your weapon was. And the other thing is, if you play it again, go all spells. All spells is a really it's a completely different playstyle from from using all your weapons and spears because like the spear is like the generic way to beat the game that a lot of people do because like you need the spear. Cheese. It's yeah, ridiculous. it's kind of cheap. It's really easy, and especially for Verminator, it's really nice because all you do is kite out of the acid rain, and then you use the spear once, and then you get hit by acid rain. But when you have spells, like if you just max crush, you just it's a fist, so you just fist everybody, and it's just it's a really <laughs> fun build. So is that if someone is playing the, this game for the first time, would all yeah. spells be a no? I would not do Yeah, because you need to know okay. where to get the spells and what the ingredients do okay. and how to level them, blah blah blah. Um, whereas at first time, definitely weapons. Like the spear is obviously the best weapon for the most of the things. The other two, the there's like, no reason to use the other two weapon types if you have the spear of equal quality. And yep. even if you don't, even if you don't, yeah, the spear is sometimes better because of its charge attack and the range. Yeah, yeah, because you can just chuck the spear with its top tier charge attack. Mm-hmm. Stupid. If you're playing and you don't want to do all spells or spears, what's a, another weapon that's a good one to Not do? That. I mean, there's there's three sword or three weapon types. There's swords, sword axes, axes, and spears. spears yeah. okay. And I mean, swords and axes they are pretty much the same with their power attack. Short range. 
Super short range. Shorter range. And I mean, the only benefit, the only reason the spears even stick out is to me is because of the, uh, the level three charge attack where you throw the spear across the screen it does and then it just returns yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a free range <laughs> safe attack. Oh shit! What, what they should have done is made it so the spear did very little damage at melee, and like you had to pretty much use it at range. But even then, Maybe. it would still be ridiculously overpowered. Does the dog have a name? Uh, you no, name you name dog. it. Yeah. The dog. Okay. So the dog like transforms early on. He's like this mongrel beast thing. Then he becomes like, uh, what does he turn into the second time, Blake? Um, Doesn't he become like not... the white greyhound? Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. He turns into he turns into like a greyhound, and then yeah. he turns into a poodle, and then he turns into a toaster with legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah the toaster. We're talking about that. Yeah, he's so broken. Like late game, he does more damage than like anything you can do. Like all you have to do is kite while your dog kills everything. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. He goes on. Oh, here we go. After that, I started Metal Gear Solid Three. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But struggled. But struggled quite a bit early on. Not sure if it's been too long since I played a stealth game or if I just suck. I cannot sneak up on anyone to kill them, and there are too many to just completely avoid. I couldn't. I remember the beginning of Metal Gear Solid Three being kind of frustrating with that. I think it's after you start amassing up some camouflages and some face paints is when that starts to get What's uh, this? What's not it? as bad. Uh, PlayStation Two. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, in those first areas. Like your 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 first go to thing should try to be to sneak by, and don't even worry about like coming up and strangling anybody. Just sneak yeah. past everyone the best you can and don't engage them. Uh, if you do get caught, which some of those areas are really hard to get through without getting caught, if you do get caught, then just run until you get to the next screen. That's like like so that way when you do die, then you'll come back to life at least in the next area. So if you're having trouble, that's 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 even on my last playthrough, that's what I did on some of the areas. They they'd like I would I would alert somebody and I'd be like, oh shit, and then just get up and run until I get to the next area. Um, let's see. So okay, so he says I couldn't even finish the first mission. Is the learning curve steep early on, or is this just a me problem? Uh, no, yeah. So like there are like later on in the game, it gets a bit more reasonable. When it comes to like sneaking past people, I think like I yeah. still had you start getting a lot more options. The first area, um, it is it's not just that you don't have that many tools. It's that the first area is, um, like especially if depending on how literal he's being with the very first area, because uh, I'm assuming by the first mission it's the part where you get sent down. And you're supposed to retrieve the missiles or whatever, and spoiler, you're supposed to find that the part, scientist. Okay, so the scientist. Okay, that's what it is. And you're supposed to go find the scientist. I remember it's basically there is one thing in each area that you're supposed to do to get by a guard. And if you don't realize what that thing is, you you have to just like be really good at sneaking around there or you're going to get caught. It's like in this spot, you're supposed to go hang over the ledge. In this spot, you're supposed to hang oh, yeah, above yeah. them up in the tree or whatever and all this other stuff. And and also like later on in the game, it's not all so confined so there are a lot more places where you can hide. And, like, if you're not sure what to do, then you can go off and, like, hide under a truck or something that nobody's walking by while you kind yeah. of watch everybody and figure it out. Whereas the first parts, it's, like, are super confined, and you, there's no real safe place to just sit there. you got to kind of keep moving. Um, so, anyways, he says, I moved on to Seiken Densetsu 3 for now, Ooh. which has which has a similar battle s- system to Secret of Evermore, yes. but is so really? much better... 
he says, but yeah, it's well, so- I mean, the secret of Evermore game, it, it, it's based off the secret of mana and secret of or oh, Seiken Densetsu right. 3 okay, okay. is basically secret of mana too. Okay. Well, that's yeah. crazy. Except uh, with a class that. system and three playable, well, six playable characters, that. three of which join your team. Because I love Secret Evermore, so I might give it a try. I very much recommend it. So uh, he says it has a secret, sim, uh, similar battle system, but it is so much better that it only highlights Evermore's shortcomings. That's all for now. Sorry I <laughs> couldn't work. provide as many laughs in this email as my last. Robert is a doo-doo head. There did that help. <laughs> <laughs> Get pooed on, Robert, literally. <laughs> Get pooed on. <laughs> Get poo-poo plattered, sir. I, I, my, still, my favorite thing in the night was that guy that said... He's not going to give us a five star review because he doesn't support it. Like that's such a funny thing. To, that's something I would do. That's literally <laughs> something I would do. What happened? Oh, the Apple thing. The Apple yeah. Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, that's that's it for emails. We did good this time. Yeah, thank you everybody who sent those in. That yeah, was y'all really y'all did good. Y'all are the real stars of the classic gaming podcast. You're the real MVPs. <laughs> like the does real that meme. You're the real yeah. MVP. Rip meme. Good riddance. Rip Twitch star. So send us, send us some more. Keep them coming. That's what that's what we have to say about that. Is keep them coming. Uh, tell everybody that you know to listen to the podcast, and tell them all to email us, and then you also email us at mail wow. podcast. A lot of requests, Robert. We are gonna be busy. <laughs> Dude, no, we are. command an army of fans now. <laughs> that's weird. Stop talking, Robert. <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> ruin it. Uh, ah. mail. Mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com is our email address. Oh, by the way, um, we have a contact form on our site, which is what a lot of, uh, probably most of our, e- not all, but most of our emails come in through. And some people have asked me about this. Uh, currently, a lot, a lot of the times when you send a message through the contact form, it either just like acts like it did nothing or it gives you an error and says that it couldn't do something. We do actually get all of the emails. I just haven't taken the time to go through and fix the problem that's happening. We, but we, if we. you do that and it looks like something happened, don't worry. We actually did get the emails. They are coming through. It just is telling you that there's Robert, a if you need help with anything, you can always ask. You realize that, right? Like, yeah. Hmm? I mean, you do all that stuff. If you need help with anything, you feel free to ask Blake for oh, help. Oh, no. It, yeah, no. It's not a big deal. Like... <laughs> I can fix it. I'm just too lazy to. <laughs> like, I just fixed, like, a couple weeks ago this problem on our site that, like, since the, uh, you know, on the website, if you go to an episode, you can listen to it. I have it to where you can listen to it right there if you want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, on, like, if you look at a list of episodes, then it shows part of the actual body of the episode, and it includes the little uh, audio player. And so if there are, like, ten of those on a screen... And it's loading the audio player. Yeah, I had that trouble. Yeah, it would completely fuck around with the site. Yeah, it would just, it wouldn't do anything. It would just sit there. Yeah, it really did, like, the web browsers did not like that one bit, and they would, like, it basically acted like our site was, like, incredibly slow and wouldn't do shit. Most of them would never load for me. Yep. Like, even if I sat there and waited. Yeah. So, like, that I just fixed, like, that's been going on since I created the website. And I just fixed that like a couple weeks ago just by like altering the templates to where it doesn't actually show the body of the – it just shows the title of all the episodes. Cool. That's awesome. So, yeah. So just as an example, like I can fix this stuff. I'm just too lazy to do so. So Makes sense. 
So yeah, don't worry if if you get that problem. If you try to send us a message, we are getting all of those. Well, Robert's getting them. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. them. Well, quote yeah. we are getting them. He <laughs> says we stuff. I try effort. not to take all the credit. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> uh, real Sorry. quick. Okay, so mail a classic gaming podcast. Send us your emails about anything you want to. Uh, what's our next top three gonna be, dudes? Uh, I got some ideas. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> this is different. Yeah, this um, is new. I new came feeling. up with something today. Yeah, I came up with something today. All right. We could do. Uh, I okay. So one that I think would be really fun is kind of do like a, a buy episode thing. Like for a while, you know, we did like top ten or top three games of like this or this or that console. We went through all the consoles. Uh, one idea I had was to do our uh, most defining games for like X genre. So we can do like the most defining RPGs, the most defining first person shooters. Like when uh, when somebody says I want to play a good action RPG, you recommend this game? Is that kind of the idea? Well, not not so much the best games, but like the ones okay. that kind of defined what this genre is going to be like. Like they they did something like they were like the most influential in other words. Okay. Uh so that's an idea. Uh best this this wouldn't really translate very well to uh, an audio podcast, but when I was just trying to come up with a last second idea, one that I had today was best uh, box art. Huh. We could also do um, another one I had Mega was Man One. <laughs> well, what I was about to say is another one I was going to say was uh, worst box worst art. box art. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a fun list. That would actually be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, one okay idea I had was best gimmicks in games. Uh, like, like an example was uh, was it Monster Hunter uh, Blake that you told us about? Where Monster you Rancher. In, Monster Rancher, Monster where you Rancher. put in random CDs and it like generates a monster based on the, what it uh, reads off the CD. Okay. Uh, let's see, we did art design this week. Uh, weirdest games you've ever played? Um, hmm. Monster Rancher. That would be kind of fun. Like strange is kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, best, uh, your, your, your most proud classic gaming accomplishments. I think we Ooh. know what would, well, at least one that would be on Blake's list. <laughs> oh, Battletoads. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, dude, you, you just spoiled it. Sorry, sorry, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> My name is Spoilers, Robert. We got the sound effects one, and then we got worst slash dumbest premise for a video game is another one that I had. I feel like a lot of old games have pretty ridiculous premise. A lot <laughs> of them. Mm-hmm. That Ninjas would be capture the president. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, ninjas capture the president. <laughs> or, or, or the beginning of Ninja Turtles two. April's been captured. Let's go. Oh, okay. Oh, another one was top three. Uh, Gaming magazines that you used to. Oh, I feel I, like there's uh, only like three or four though total. Yeah, because I listen. Uh, Game Informer is <laughs> yeah. the only one that I really like subscribe to. Yeah, Game Nintendo. Informer, Nintendo Power, and something else. Yeah. Okay, actually, actually, neither of those would be on my list, so maybe we yeah. maybe we'd be okay with that. Meh. Those are the ones I, I ever really read though. Like Game Informer, I actually subscribed to Nintendo Power. A lot of people had it, and it was usually at like Dude, my dentist. We're just, we're, we're just gonna do this list right now. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't have anything else. That that was my point with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless you want to talk about game game or player guides, I have tons okay, well, of players since, guides. Since we're not gonna do that one, I would just like to say that my number two would be Game Pro, and my number one would be Electronic Gaming Monthly. EGM. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> so there's that one. Let's see. Uh, what? Okay, so which, which of these do you guys like? It sounds like kind of right now the best are the best that we liked the most were the defining games for different genres, I like the that worst one. box art, worst, and well, I like the worst weirdest. I think that were the weirdest, or the weirdest game you played. What, I like what, a lot like, of those. Uh, the, I don't yeah, think magazine is going to work. No, I don't think so. Either. No. We did our top two and we're done. It's yeah, like that's, it. that's all I got. I'm done. <laughs> top <laughs> games of 1990. We were like, oh shit. <laughs> all right, but let's do. Why don't we do worst box art? Okay, I'm okay with that. Sound good? Right. We're probably gonna have some repeaters, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah so too. We can we can do our usual like get the no brainers out of the way if yeah. we want. <laughs> yeah, Mega Man. Do you want to give a good example right now, just so people can understand what we're talking about? Mega Man. Mega Man Mega One. Man. Okay. Probably the worst box art of all time. Look it up. I've got there is a, another shoe in that comes to mind immediately for me, um, but I don't want to say any more. And I actually don't even know what the name of the game is off the top of my head. I'm gonna have to do wow. Hmm. <clears throat> That's a I'll lot. give you a hint. Anybody who's listening, they may be able to figure this out. It's a it was a Super Nintendo game. Um. Okay, so we'll do worst. Okay, so our next top three worst box art. Okay. Um. Tweet us or send us your thoughts. Yeah, just send a Google um, image or an idea, or like, if you have any top three, submit. Um, and then, real quick, time for the current gaming subcast. <laughs> I want to actually bring up something off-topic really fast. Have you guys uh-uh. seen the "I can't believe you've done this" video? No. Uh, is it old or new? <laughs> it's, is it old or it's new? It's kind of old. It's kind of old. I've probably seen it. I probably just don't recognize If you just Google, I can't believe you've done this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that before. <laughs> it's the fuck? Yeah. I watched this. I discovered this like a month ago, and I watched it 30 times in a row. <laughs> You're it's that guy, second, right? It's 11 seconds long. I can't believe you've done this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking Robert. The dude. best part. I can't believe you've done this. Alright, alright, that's enough. Just just Google it and look it up and watch it. See if you can watch it less than 30 times. Um, what games have you guys been playing that are not old games? Real quick. Um, I can draw this on for. I almost beat Zelda 1 while we've been doing this podcast. I'm at the 7th <laughs> castle. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I have a really short attention span. Uh, <laughs> I said I've been playing Pokemon a lot, so I've been playing Pokemon Blue and Silver. It's been really fun. It's nice to jump back. Um, I still have not beaten Witcher Three, and I'm very mad about that. Girlfriend, and it's like oh, after uh, after I was like, man, after SCDQ, things are going to open up for me, and they haven't because <laughs> uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer Official Racing League Season Three has started, and it's. Like an actual season where the people that wanted to be in it are racing once a week. So now I'm de-rusting at playing that game and trying to get good at it again. How are you doing? So it's been a lot of that. It's been a lot of... uh, I've been playing some Team Fortress 2 still. Dude, get ready for Overwatch. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm hoping Overwatch is good. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was really fun, man. I'll tell you. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not an FPS person, so... I'm... I'm mad. Um, at TwitchCon, they have Blizzard is going to be there at TwitchCon, and I'm going to be at TwitchCon. And Blizzard is bringing uh, 
StarCraft II's new expansion. Ooh, great. I was, somebody a, I was talking to somebody, and he, I was like, oh, so Blizzard's going to be there. And he was like, yeah, they're, they're, it's StarCraft II. And I was like, why the dead game? And he was like, exactly. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Overwatch is – like, they said they're going to have beta by quarter three, quarter four of this year, from what I've heard last time. From a couple of different people, but I guess not. They'll probably push hots at Twitch at TwitchCon. Like that's little, the game. Well, maybe really I mean they haven't so far. They haven't said that they would have anything about it there. So well, I mean, they're, well, maybe they're just saving it for BlizzCon because they are not yeah. going to do much. Yeah. They already said at uh, TwitchCon they're not going to do much there. They're going to save most of their ammo for uh, BlizzCon. So that's probably why. Because yeah. that would be kind of a hurt. That would kind of hurt that their their uh, build up to BlizzCon this year. Yeah, because that's the only reason why I want to go is to see really Overwatch. I don't really care about like the Void. Yeah, exactly. The new stuff for the new Alex expansion might be pretty cool. I, I will probably end up playing it at some point. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I I'm, always do. This is the first expansion where I'm tempted to go back to the game. Yeah, I'm still playing Vanilla and I'm still really enjoying it. Yeah. No, no joke. Yeah, max level. I've been raiding for a little while now, and it's been fun. It's a nice jump back. A lot of nostalgia. I'm trying to think of anything else I've been playing lately. Um, someone gifted me Dungeon Souls on Steam. I played a little bit of it a while back. It's very early in beta. Like, I played it for two days. And then the third day, there was a patch that changed a bunch of stuff with the gameplay. So it's still changing a ton. And, I mean, it's all right so far. Uh, so upcoming games, Jade, maybe you, uh, maybe you saw this. Maybe you didn't. Final Fantasy Type-0 HD is coming to Steam. What is that? Uh, it was a, it was originally, Final Fantasy Type-0 was released on the Vita, and then it was ported to... Vita's uh, the PSP, correct? PS4. No, they're different systems. Oh, are they really? Yes. The Vita is like the PSP 2.0, basically. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes some more sense. Um, I, so then it got ported to the PS4, and now that, and then got renamed Type-0 HD... Uh, the graphics got updated and everything, and now that version is being ported over to Steam. Is it good? I, it's not out yet. It doesn't come out until Was it, it good? sometime this month. <laughs> Was it it's, good? It's, uh, it looked pretty good. I watched some people play it. Okay. It got some pretty favorable reviews. Uh, it should be pretty fun. It comes out the 18th of this month. I need to play the updated uh, beta or whatever you want to call it for Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> I can't believe they updated that demo. That's, I know they. I don't think that's ever been done ever. Like what? Like yeah. what a bizarre concept. But I think I'll end up playing that. I've heard that this is Square's one of their last chances. Really, like they are struggling right now with that's this. Final Fantasy XIV is doing really well though. Yes. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, other Steam releases coming up. Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. <sighs> Yeah. I'm going to be that playing one, that on release day probably. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. I'm glad that they're doing uh, a cross-platform same-day release. The PC release originally was going to come out later than the console release, and that was actually one of the driving factors into me heavily thinking about getting a PlayStation 4 right now. I wanted to play that on release day. I wanted to be able to stream it on release day, uh, and now I've got the opportunity without throwing down 400 bones on a system. Nice. 400 boners? That's good. Yep. That's a lot of boners. Yeah, a lot of boners. Dude. It's like 26 inches right now. I'm trying to think of what else I've been playing. I, I haven't had much of a chance. Right, but you haven't said anything. Me? No, the other Robert in the call. <laughs> I can't tell if you said Robert. It sounded like you said Rabbit. Rabbit. Uh, Who else would be Rabbit? <laughs> Is he talking to his pet Rabbit in his room? Is that what you're thinking? I think that's what he calls Lisa sometimes. Okay. Rabbit now. 
Um, oh, no. I played. I, I beat the new, uh, the new Tomb Raider, or you know, the new like two or three years ago, whenever it came out, Tomb Raider. Uh, I thought it was really good. And uh, what? Oh, and uh, Jay and I and Jay's girlfriend played Terraria. Oh yeah. I have actually. Ne- I had never played it before until. Pretty fun, oh, really? really? What'd you two think? Weeks ago, yeah. I thought it was lots of fun. We didn't get too far. We kept fucking dying and having to go retrieve all our shit. But, yep. uh. But it was fun. Yep. That's. That's what I think about it. Looks like yeah. uh, I'm glad you opened your mouth to talk about this. <laughs> Could have done with his mouth closed. Uh. <laughs> I also did start playing Metal Gear Solid 4 the other day. Oh, my God. Well, Here we go. <laughs> I think that was the sound of Jay getting up from my after. favorite part is the part with the <laughs> ladder. It's just so abstract. Sorry, the ladder for Metal Gear Solid Three. It wasn't abstract. It was just funny because who who makes you just climb a ladder for forty five minutes? It's not a for dumb forty five minutes. Jesus Christ! It's like for it's like five three minutes. and a half minutes. Oh, that's not uh, that bad. I get tired after fifteen seconds. My point is, I wasn't saying it was abstract. I thought it was funny. Poor Lisa. I, Dude, keep in mind, in Final Fantasy VII, you climb a fucking tower for, like, five minutes also. Which tower? But you're also fighting on the way up. It's close to the beginning of the game. Yes, when... I'm not going to say anything. But, yeah. yeah. Well, there's the Shinra Tower, and then there's thing after Shinra Tower. You're saying you hate Final Fantasy VII. No, I'm saying I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The only thing I'm going to say about Metal Gear Solid 4 is that I love how... Uh, like, 30% of Snake's responses to anybody saying something is... What the fuck? Uh, I'd like that? to apologize to all our listeners. I hope you weren't so be like headphones during that. <laughs> I'd be like, Snake, this means, like, something, something bad. No, I don't remember that. That's what he does. He just goes... Alright. I bet you could do it better than me, Blake. I doubt it. You want to see if you can? I don't feel like it, no. I explained this earlier. <laughs> That's all I got. Can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> okay. Alright, I better go before I start. You're already getting there. Sweet. <laughs> no, no, no. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you, sweet. 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 You've sweet. done this. Cherry. Sweet home. You can keep doing this, right? Everybody, the... thank you for listening. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next time for more video game talks where the video games are classic for the most part. And, uh. <laughs> Robert, we will kill him. Uh, yeah, he, he might be <laughs> top three might worst be sweet. box art. Top three worst box art. Yeah, be tweet here, at uh, us. Yell at Blake. Go watch your stream. worst box arts. Blake, what's your tweet? Oh, your oh, yeah, uh, Blake, oh, yeah. Blake, uh, chatterbait.com slash slackaholicus. <laughs> uh, myfreecams.com. Is, aren't so. you on, uh, what's the really popular one? <laughs> chatterbait.com slash slackaholicus. <sighs> Twitch.tv slash Lackaholicus. Come watch. Uh, I'm going to be playing a lot of Necrodancer. I'm doing Eden Streaks on The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Uh, I will also still be continuing to do my retro achievement stuff. I don't know what my next retro achievement game is going to be. 
I haven't quite decided on that yet, but at some point I want to do like a huge RPG block where I play through like five or six different RPGs. That's going to be pretty sweet. Or sweet. even more. Sweet. <laughs> pretty sweet. What? <laughs> and I guess my roommate was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Blame Robert. That's a good question. <laughs> Sometimes I do make an appearance in Blake's chat, so if you want, <laughs> you want to just hang around and see if I stop by, you might get to talk to me. You poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, Robert. It's too long again. Good night, Moon. <laughs>